So does red light mean that we're recording? Yeah, sorry. Okay. No, that's, that's right. It's been a minute, man. I'm just like, ah. What time is it? Fucking recording already? Shit. We talked for 25 minutes. No, I just, I know, but you just hit the button. Well, the turnaround we just had was we were having a conversation. We're like, let's record. I'm like, okay, click. <laughs> you're, you're so fast, though, man. Like, you're so good at this now. It's not the only thing I'm fast at. Oh, really? <laughs> fucking two-pump <laughs> jump. <laughs> oh, I said we were going to talk some shit, so... Good morning. Hey, bro. Happy Sunday. It Happy is. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's been... Jeez. Are you okay over there? No. God, you can have some kind of fit with I that I don't know what's cable. going on. It's been so long, you don't know what to do with that cable hanging off your headphones. Yeah, I forgot how to do this. When are we going to upgrade to some dope-ass wireless headphones? <laughs> it's not, when when, the, when this <laughs> thing gets monetized. <laughs> I was going to say, when we get more than, than more than three people listening at one given time. We're doing all right with listens. All right, well, that's good. That's good. Everybody's probably like, what the fuck? So many people are upset because we haven't been on here. Hey, everybody. What's up? I was waiting I was waiting for the, hey, everybody. That's your that's your that's one of your signature lines. Signatures? You got a signature line, bro. You got a couple of them. AKA, I'm just, I got no variety. <laughs> don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. Every once in a while, you have different inflection. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, we were just talking about um, my shed. I'm putting up a shed. I, I don't think you can call it a shed. No, I don't know, man. Does shed imply? Well, I guess shed doesn't imply anything. I feel like when I hear shed, I think small. This oh, like, this like, is a, like like a backyard shed. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a. Uh, this is a building. It's a building. Yeah, it's it's a pole shed. Yeah, yeah. There so you go, pole shed. It's yeah. a pole shed. It's insulated. It's gonna be pretty nice, I think. It's gonna have in ground heat, possibly. In floor heat for the for the it will definitely it'll have in floor heat for the building. Unless the bid comes back outrageous. Yeah, even then, I mean, it's I don't know. It. You it's, need a little heat in there. You, well, I gotta have heat. What's the alternative? You put one of those giant one of those, things. Yeah, in the one of those fucking moline yeah. natural gas things in the corner. I don't want to do that. The only thing where that could be a possible thing is that like. Um, so right now, from what I understand, um, Wisconsin's got a credit, or the federal government, or somebody does anyway, that they'll cover up to fifty percent of the cost of a of a solar installation on new commercial. Oh, so I'm thinking about doing that anyway, applying for the program. Sure, you know, um, because if I can get some solar up there, and I got a part of the thing I got to research is is that the the buyback program. So they don't buy you back one for one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like way worse than that. I don't know what the ratio is, but it's like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's like 40% of. Yeah, they don't want your money. They don't want your energy. You know, yeah. they've got their own. They want to sell it to you. Um, but from what my good friend Bill said, Bill, I said Bill, um, he said that they'll give you credits towards future energy use, even if it's gas. Oh, okay. So the N4 heat will run off of gas. Sure. So if I can get future credits to go towards my winter in floor heat costs, mm-hmm. that would be pretty dope. So we're going to see. I'm going to look into it and see what they say. And, and uh, um, if that's a viable option, then probably figure out how to get that some photo solar cells put up there. Yeah, man. 
And then, well, you know, down the road. And you'll have one, I'm assuming you'll have half your roof facing south. Oh, yeah. It's going to have, a, it's going to be a big footprint. It's going to be 25 feet by 80 feet facing south. Yeah. So there's, there's plenty of room for solar up there. Yeah. And even if I just got a basic system and, you know, if I wanted to expand it, I could just, just plug and play. Right. You know. And so, I, you know, it's like, it's not like a machine shop. So I don't use a lot of juice. But that doesn't mean that somewhere down the road, somebody else, if if I sold it, mm-hmm. wouldn't. And then in the in the winter time, I do do woodworking and stuff, and and so not like woodworking like you do. I do like I need to cut lumber, yeah. you know, for jobs. Um, and so I'll have some electrical tools in there and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to. I think I'm just trying to make it as efficient and valuable as possible for like the long term um i just got back from my little vacation on california and uh i was just blown away hey the affluence out there is fucking ridiculous you know um i i would say no other place i've ever been have i seen a disparity between the wealth and the and the and sure not you know it's like you got fucking people living on the street begging for scraps then you got a forty million dollar house, yeah. you know, and it's just like in, in the forty million dollar house, they don't even fucking live there. Yeah, it's like you know? third house or something. Yeah, it's just it's like it's kind of. I mean, that part of it's the the forty million dollar houses. They're cool. I like looking at them. You know, like they're impressive feats of engineering and architecture, and they're beautiful. And it's like, who couldn't like dream of like walking out, hopping in the fucking swimming pool and staring at the ocean? I mean, that sounds pretty cool, but. It's it's pretty wild the difference out there, um, but there's like, I'd say, I don't know, I I'm pulling numbers out of my ass here, but I'd say maybe five percent of the houses out there had solar. That's fucking, it, huh? The fucking sun is shining <clears throat> all day, every day. And That's surprising. And in the summer, it gets hot, and so it's like you know they're just sitting inside with the AC on mm-hmm. the whole time because they got to keep everything, you know climate control for their pieces of art and whatever else they got going on. And everybody out there is like, when it comes to cold, fucking pansies, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, what was the temp when you were out there? When I got there, it was like 62 to 64. Okay, it's pretty nice. Super nice, man. I was in shorts and a t-shirt walking around, and, and everybody's like, I'm not shooting you there. I'm like parkas, like full on. Oh, really? Coats down to their knees. Some of them had the fur line on, around their head. I'm like, are you serious? Like, but, and then they're like, they don't want to go outside. Not unless the sun is like beating down. And you could tell the tourists because they're the ones outside like going, yeah, bitches, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, that was me. Um, but yeah, I was just like super, I was super surprised, man. Like just. Well, maybe, so a giant ass house like that. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not even giant. They're not. They're not giant. They're just expensive. But I mean, I'm sure they run the most high end shit, and there's so much electrical pull in that house that it maybe doesn't even make sense. Maybe what they could get on a solar panel and the return just their you know their bill is still going to be instead of three thousand dollars a month, it's going to be twenty eight hundred dollars a month. Right. But okay, so that's like maybe that's fifteen percent of your homes. There's a lot of houses out there that are just like they are here. Yeah. Thousand twelve hundred square foot, regular fucking house, you know. Um, actually, they're probably quite a few of them are smaller than they are here right. because they don't live inside as much. You know, it's just like they they chill inside, but 
like there's like more outdoor living to do out there yeah. and they're just yeah it's just like uh what's the electric car energy, energy costs are, are high out there too yeah. way higher than they are here yeah like they're like i think more than double what was gas when you're out there oh fuck um when i got into santa barbara i want to say it was like 549 okay so and it had fit hit 409 here i think when you were gone okay well and that wasn't the peak though the peak when i was out there in santa barbara was like 611 okay and then the peak and that was for regular um uh premium was like 669 or something like that when i was in malibu they had premium for 739 damn i drove by and i was like i had to do a little double take but malibu's kind of like this place where it's like like we there's one gas station we went by where the premium was 739 but it was next to all the 40 million dollar houses mm-hmm. but then when you went inland a little bit then it was back to like 649 yeah you know so it's like it they're price gouging but the i can't imagine like if you live in a house like that like you even care sure you know it's like what is seven dollars and 49 cents a gallon when you're spending 40 million dollars on a house right you know there was one being built in malibu so there's a big controversy in malibu it's um that like there's no public access barely any public access to the to the beaches and the beaches are gorgeous right but when you uh go down the highway in between the highway and the ocean there's this row of really fucking expensive houses like super high rollers they're movie stars and oil barons and dot com millionaires or whatever but ridiculously nice houses all of them got like super electronic security some of them had security guards standing out front um and uh don't go on my beach well that's the thing it's not their beach it's a public beach but they blocked all access to it with their houses because they'll they build their houses right up against each other where the fences are anyway Mm -hmm. and so you can't get through it's impossible because you don't own the land. <clears throat> so you could take a boat from a different beach. Right. If you wanted to. Or, I mean, there's, I think there's two access points. One on either end of this big row of houses that's a couple miles long. Okay. So, like, if you get on the beach at one point, you got to walk, like, two miles to get off the beach sure. at another point. And, uh, and then the, but the, and the people that own the houses, they don't want you there. Of course not. They want to buy the rights to the beach. They, well, they can't. But I they, know, but they yeah, want to. They, they, they just want to, yeah, they don't want anybody standing. So they don't want anybody standing in front of their view. Heaven, <laughs> heaven forbid there be people in front of their view. So when you walk around, like we, we walked onto the beach access point, and there's all these signs on this house and the fence of it going down to the left. So step off the highway, take a right. Access points probably, you know, maybe six feet wide. And there's a bunch of trash cans there and stuff for the beach. Um, and then on the left-hand side, there's just this house and their fence that separates, you know, them from the access point. And it's just like, stay back 10 feet, stay back 10 feet, stay back 10 feet. Do not touch this house. Do not lean on, mm. the, on the deck. Do not. You must stay back 10 feet from the deck at all times. Do not put your towels near the deck. And it's just like, what the fuck, you know? And it, it's like, there's this, uh, I, I, I'm sure on some level they deal with people right, like being dicks, you know, or whatever, like everybody else does. But could you imagine like just walking around town and everybody's like, stay back 10 feet, 
stay back 10 feet, don't touch my grass, don't do that, don't do that. It's just like, fucking A. Like, those people, they're assholes. You know, we were talking about that. I, I said I'm, I'm earlier, I said, I'm glad I'm not an asshole. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to get help from anybody. Yeah. You know, the only help you're going to get as an asshole like that is if you buy it. What kind of fucking life is that? Yeah. That would, that's not a good one. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, I don't I'm just like, I agree. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming their property line extends 10 feet beyond the deck. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe that's the only way they can put up that I was sign. Say, there's no other way you could say stay back 10 feet. Well, you have you can, no, I could stand up to your property line. Yeah, people put up, I mean, they can, you can make a sign. You can Right, I could say stay Amazon. back 200 feet. Mm-hmm. What's the one that always goes on the back of trucks? Stay back, yeah, yeah. 200 feet, 100 feet. 200 feet, well, for the dump trucks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's a different, but those are legal. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying I could put one of those on my front door. Could you imagine what it'd be like to be somebody who had to pay for, like, people to interact with you? See, but if you're that kind of person, do you even know? Like, if the, if you're you that if you're that influential as far as you have that much money and literally you don't have friends so everyone who hangs out with you is just because they're either employed by you or because you have so much money that you have influence? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got to know. Like, just on a human level, there's got to be, I mean, just got to be some point where it's like, you just kind of like, you call somebody up and, and you're like, hey, man, you want to come hang out? And they're like, nah. I don't know. And it's like, well, we're going to have a bunch of free booze and and then a, a bunch of, like, you know, music and a DJ. And it's like, oh, all right, cool then. I'll be over. Can I bring 10 of my friends? Sure. As long as you show up, it's like it's got to be like a pit of your stomach kind of feeling, right? How many people are out there like that? Do you do you think like really like that? Because well, maybe I mean there's gold diggers out there, but fuck, I think all those people are married. Yeah, I'm thinking but, guys specifically, <laughs> right? But point. but okay, so like if you're an asshole though, and you're just and you got and you're loaded, why is someone gonna marry you? Oh yeah, because you're fucking loaded, right? You know, again. It's like, and you know, you look at like the old guys that got like, was it like the, the Anna Nicole Smith yeah. kind of situations. It's like, that guy knows. You can't not know. You can't look at your, you're like 85 years old and you can't look at your 29 year old bombshell wife and be like, oh yeah, she wants me because I'm a fucking good human being. <laughs> that ain't happening, bro. It's like, it does not exist. There's no way. Um, well, then at that point, I think they don't care. They know what that is they, and they're. Right. Well, they they have to be right. There and it is what it is. So might as well live with it. I know, <clears> but like, I I'm just trying to vision. It's like, say you're like a dude. Who's I know. Like, we're not those people. Like assholes like that to that extent. But not even an asshole. But just not even an asshole. Say like you're you're ugly as fuck, but you're you're rich as fuck, and you're so let's just say you're sixty, you know, and then and then some girl comes on to you who's twenty nine. And you know, like, you know there's a level of, like, like it's the money and the yeah. prestige and all that. But there's, like, still maybe a chance you're going to get laid. You know, there's a possibility. It's, like, every single night, got a headache. <laughs> Sorry I'm going out with the girls. Like, the pool boy clocks in for way more hours than you think <laughs> he ought to. All that shit. And it's, like, you got to know, like, at the end of the day, it's you just got. It's got to feel like trash, 
you know, just like your self-esteem. But then you walk out on, on the red carpet, you go to some fancy restaurant, and you got this beautiful wife. Everybody's like, whoa, look at this guy. He's so successful. He's got this beautiful wife. So, like, on some it's like a fancy car yeah. at that level, you know. It's like some fancy car that you park in the garage. And it's just like, it's fucking, it's, it's, but it's a human. So there's just, I don't know. I just, there's got to be a point where people like that are just like, just makes them sick to their stomach a little bit. Like sad, you know? Yeah, I just. You don't think so? No, I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm just not in that world in either capacity, the sexy young side or the old rich side. Who's ugly? Oh, that don't don't sell yourself short, <laughs> brother. You are looking fine these so days. So I, I, but I just, yeah, I don't know their relationship. Well, of course, I don't know what it is either. Might, I'm just they might be totally. Shit. I know they might be totally happy like that. Nah, not <laughs> the guy might know it, and he goes, "Yeah, I go." As long as you're around when I want you around, but then yeah, they're just objects to each other. Yeah, one's an object of money, and one's an object of sex. Yeah, or or just like visual. Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like in the, like you look at Hef, you know. But I think he was different. I think he was getting action. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, from what it sounds like from the from the books and the documentaries and shit. But there's some reports where the action was not uh very great mutually, I think. Really? Well I've seen a, I've seen a how, couple how good it Well be. no, that's I know, I know. But just recently, what the hell did this pop up on? I think it was a news article I popped up on Twitter, like former bunnies and shit like that, who had to sleep with him or didn't have to, but chose to, mm-hmm. like felt, yeah, felt obligated. They felt obligated, and afterwards they felt like trash because they didn't want to. Well, yeah. it's like no shit. Yeah, it, how old is he now? I don't know. He's like almost dead. I know he's eighties, nineties. I don't. Uh, know. I don't I'd say he's got to be in his eighties, maybe like late eighties. So even twenty years ago, he's late sixties. Well, yeah, when he was like. Rocking the Playboy Mansion, I think he was in his forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, yeah, he's he's up there, man, for sure. But so it's it's a odd thing to think about where you're like, where you said that they said on their Twitter thing or whatever that they slept with them because they felt obligated to. When they were done, they felt terrible about it. But how does that fall under the under the guise of the Me Too? Like where does that land? So, can they can they say that his power and influence manipulated him them into doing it, or 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 is it one of those things where it's like it was a consensual thing? They knew what they were doing. They chose to, even though they maybe didn't really want to. They did it anyway, but he wasn't forcing them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's a slippery slope. You know, with with the way things are, because it's like and and half doesn't give a fuck. You know, right. he's at that point where I don't think he cares, and I don't, I don't know, I don't think anybody cares really either because of what his persona was back then. You know, and like, they just knew that's what he was doing, yeah, sleeping I, with all those girls. I didn't read the article; I read the headline. Oh, I was a headline reader, man. I don't know the thoughts. Click, click, baiter. I didn't click. I the the headline att- tempted me. Oh well, that's and what, I kept scrolling. Sure. So you didn't you didn't click, but it was clickbait. The headline was clickbait. In that case, I thought the headline said everything it needed to. <laughs> well, to you, yeah, you're you're a discerning, intelligent individual. It's <laughs> like fuck, I don't need that shit. Yeah, that's a fine line. That's a fine, you know. Sure, it's so circumstantial too with that with that movement and and the whole power thing. But 
to your point, it's like you, they, you know where you are. You like right. Yeah, you're signing up for it's. I, it's probably kind of like being married to a 65 year old. I mean, no different than what if, yeah. what if an what if an actor or an actress sleeps with a director in the hopes that they'd get a starring role. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, did it, did they sleep with them because the director was so powerful, or did they sleep with them to try and get ahead? Well, both. Well, yeah. So, but you know, if, know, they, if it was a female mean. actress and a male director. Could the female actress then turn around and say, well, I felt I had to do this to get ahead? Sure, she could say that. I, I got it. it all, I think, it, like you said, though, it goes down to circumstantial. And, yeah, that was a great point because it's like at the time he didn't, he didn't say you have to do this mm-hmm. if you want this. Right. You know, and, and even that, like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like See, that, stuff, if, stuff if that phrase the, was said, then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a power move there. Yeah, but if if it's just on my own thinking, like oh, if I if I can do this, then I might get that. Then there's no power grab there. No, you, you're trying to influence that guy's power on your behalf at that point. Yeah, with with what you have, right? Right. It's male or female. But so there was that thing with Matt Lauer. Did you ever watch that show, The Morning no. Show with Steve Carell? No, it's a good it's a good show. Heavy. Um. But it's like, it's like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can say this without saying it in a way that's not, like, inappropriate. Um, and not, I mean, inappropriate, like, in a, like, crude kind of way. It's like, there's a, there's an agreement, I think, that happens a lot in the, in the TV and film industry. And it's just like, it's an unwritten agreement, like you said, where it's like, somebody, who is an up and coming actor or actress knows somebody who's got money and power and there's then they're like okay I'm going to be willing to sleep with that person or do certain things for that person in in reciprocation to getting access to your money and power mm-hmm. you know and it's just like if the person who's willing to do the things to get access to the money and power changes their mind like after it's already done, then where does that, where does the responsibility fall? I think if it's after it's already done and they're looking back on it going, that was a mistake. Well, then it's on both of them, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, if it's, if it's happened for six months or a year and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well then you knew from the beginning what you were getting. You know, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a tricky situation. You know, it's obviously it gets, a, the power gets abused and there's a lot of situations that came out. That's why the Me Too movement started was because people were absolutely abusing other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But I, I think for, for a while, I don't know if it's as bad now, but it kind of put the whole relationship situation in peril. I think for a lot of people, I know a lot of young men were like during that time, they were afraid to like say the wrong thing. You know, because they would get canceled or whatever because they were just like, how do you even talk to a girl now without possibly saying the wrong thing and making them upset? And it's just like everything they'd been taught and seen in movies and everything up until that point was like, you're not supposed to say that shit anymore. You know, can't say, hey, baby, which I'm not saying you should, but it's uh, it was a. And I think it still is to to a degree a confusing time. And I could be totally fucking wrong because I'm not in that scene. But it's like I know talking to 
during the time it was happening, some of the guys that were at the club, some of the guys that were graduating and young men, they said it was like touchy. Like you don't know what to say or do, yeah. you know? I think it's I think it's still confusing. <clears throat> you just everything you see or everything is everything is so sexualized. Yeah. But then it's it's wrong to for a man to sexualize it. Right. Like we talked about this once. If a woman dresses provocatively, mm-hmm. like wh- why? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then if someone glances at you and you want to call the guy out for <laughs> glancing at you, but you're dressed that certainly like there, <clears throat> it's it's in, it's impossible to to have both. I feel like I think it is, too. I think it is, too. And, you know, I it's funny you said that. Because I was just thinking that, like, so I was at the airport, headed out to California, or on my layover, and there was this dude with his hat on, and on his hat, he had a little figure, and it looked like a, like a guy doing a golf swing, Okay, but there was something kind of fucked up about it. And so I was looking at it, and it was actually a guy with a selfie stick holding it up in the air, but it was embroidered, so you really had to see what yeah. it was. So I was kind of staring at his hat. And he gave me this dirty fucking look. Like, what are you looking at? Yeah. And it's just like, I tell you what, if you're going to wear clothes that have phrases or art or anything on them that you think is really cool looking and you're going to wear it out in public, other people are going to think it's cool. Other people are going to look at it. Yeah. That's just the way it fucking goes. That's a contract you're signing when you put it on in the morning and you go out. Yeah. Especially with the phrases. With the phrases, you are... You are going out there with a phrase that you might think is funny or you might stand behind. Right. And you're representing that. Like, you should understand people are going to read the phrase. Right. And it takes a second. <laughs> yeah. They're going to stare at you. You know, so if you're uncomfortable with people looking at you, don't fucking wear that shit. You know? And so it's like, how does that transfer to over-sexualized clothes? It's like, if you got a woman that's really beautiful and she wears a super low-cut shirt where half of her breasts are hanging out and a super short skirt it's like people are gonna look Mm -hmm. you know but it's like if you're if you don't want people to look at you or or you don't want to show off what you have then why are you wearing the things that are showing off what you have i'm not saying you should go around wearing a bag but i think like there's a there's a there's a certain level it's like if a dude was walking around with like and he's super fucking jacked and six pack abs and yeah. everything and he's walking around without his shirt off, people are gonna look. Yeah. Or if he's know? walking if he's hung and walking around on a banana hammock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People are gonna look. Yeah. It's just like they that's human nature. You know, and so it's like but it with the environment the way it is, and it's so charged. Yeah. It's it's just like it's it just it's just hard. So like this guy like gave me this dirty look because I was looking at his hat and it was just like Okay, like we gotta we gotta get past this shit. Like like there are people in the world, and if you're wearing something like that, someone's gonna look at it. It's just gonna it's gonna happen, you know. And so, it's it's a it's a tricky shit socially. It's <laughs> on top of all the shit that's already been going on with, you know, we're just coming out of COVID, and nobody yeah. knows what to fucking do. Interesting. Um, I was talking to uh, probably Stephanie about it. Um, that. Uh, she was saying how um, when people are wearing their masks now that are still masking, there are some people that are using it as a way to, to, to keep people away from them. Mm. Even if they're not, they're not worried about COVID anymore, they're not sick, they're just 
they're just using it as a way to keep people's distance. Like, cause yeah. people make them nervous, you know, like it's hard. Like it, they don't like people in their space or, or they're just coming out of being locked up in their house for the last year and not doing anything. And so it's like the mask is like a signal to people that says like, Hey, stay back. You know, it's the equivalent of, uh, the, head, the headphone guys. Yep. You yep. see someone grocery shopping and they're wearing headphones. They probably don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Right. Exactly. They don't want to talk to anybody. They just don't want to interact. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's that equivalent, but, but they same can, reason I wear headphones at the gym. <laughs> don't even look at me. <laughs> That's why you don't want to work out with me. I get it. <laughs> But with the, but you're hiding your face with a mask too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like it's kind of like a little place it's, to hide a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a, a little bit more of a, like a protective thing there. Yeah, I, I, and I'd never really thought about it. You know, it's like I'd see someone out in a, with a mask that like they look pretty healthy. You know, and all the things are. If it's someone even that I know, that's I know they're healthy. I know they don't have autoimmune issues, and 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 they're outside like at a coffee shop or something and they're, and they're wearing a mask and it's just like, Oh, I wonder why they're wearing a mask, hmm. you know? Um, so, and then the other thing, like we were walking around Santa Barbara and I was thinking to myself, it's like, there's still a lot of people out here wearing masks, even outside. And in my head, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know? But then it's like, okay, we'll check that for a second. There's still people out there with autoimmune issues. They're still want to stay safe. There are people that are still fearful. And so, I was like, we just, you know, I think maybe coming out of this and even going into it is learning a little bit more tolerance for one another's differences. It's like, those people in masks aren't doing anything to me. Right. You know, then fuck, what, what do I care? You know, they want to wear a mask. Wear What's a the state mask. of California's mask mandate? It's open. Is it open? Completely open. Yep. Even in the schools there? Even in the schools. Nice. Yeah, as far as I know, it's completely open. Um, there are a few businesses that still choose... Okay. To require masks, but it's just their choice. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't wear... Well, I had COVID at this point a month ago, but I don't wear a mask. I haven't worn a mask unless I've had to. Yeah, I had... When but I was, you still got to carry one in the car for I, the businesses that ask you to wear Yeah, it. that's the thing. You got to carry one in the car. And that's... I had one in the pocket of my coat when I put it on this morning. Oh, and that's yeah. the one I was wearing out, out west. And I'm like, fucking take this thing out of my pocket. <laughs> I don't need this shit. But... There's still a few here and there. And and honestly, you know, I'm sure as, as like, my my work kicks up, there's going to be some clients that they might want me to wear a mask in their house mm-hmm. if I got to go in their house, you know. And I always ask, so I always have one around. But it's, like, you know, it's all, honestly, I, like, I don't, I, I do have a, K, a KN95 or N95, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. But I never wear that. Yeah. It's, like, it's a paper mask. and And the science has come out. The paper masks, the basic ones, they don't do shit. Well, the cloth ones especially didn't do shit. Right. Yeah. But even even the surgeons and stuff, it's like what they wear them for spatter. Mm-hmm. You know, an airborne aerosolized virus gets in the sides, gets in the top. Yeah. You know, it's like, unless it seals really well around your face, it's all optics. Which dives down into the fucking distrust of of the information we get from our governing bodies. I mean. Dude, I I think if anything over the last two years, there's going to be so much more distrust in our entire fucking 
quote leadership organizations. Yep. Regarding science and frankly at this point regarding fucking economics. Like any federal fucking government program is questionable. What do you mean what do you mean by that? Like where are you coming from with that? Like C D C has been all over the fucking place. Fauci's been all over the place. Uh, I mean the economic standpoint. I understand. With the inflation, they're like, oh, it's going to be temporary. It's going to be temporary. It's nothing oh. to be worried about. And we're sitting at, what, our fucking 14th month, and we're at yeah. 8%. The inflation stuff at the beginning, I I tried to take that with a grain of salt because I think that on some level they didn't know that it was going to get this bad. I think there were some experts out there that are like, listen, it's bad. It is. But once this thing clears up and we start getting back to normal, it's going to be chilling out a little bit and won't be so bad. It's not going to keep rising. But, and I think that the, our politicians have experts like that on hand, experts in air quotes, nobody can see me, um, to be able to reverberate that through the media to us. And I think to a degree... They wanted. They believe the experts, and the experts maybe they believed it to a degree. So it's like, okay, so maybe it's a little wishful thinking in the beginning. But as it went on, that's when the reality check comes, where it's like, okay, this is a problem, mm-hmm. you know. So, so like the lack of acting a little more quickly, I understand that. But in the beginning, I get it. Like, I don't know. I feel like even even in the beginning, with like when COVID first came out, nobody fucking knew. You know, it's like we can't see the future, and I was scared as fuck. I know everybody oh, yeah, was sure. scared as fuck, and for so it's sure. just like, as a as a government, you you know, they're like, uh, it was like two weeks to suppress the curve or whatever yeah. it was, you know, and it's like, fuck yeah, let's do this, let's roll. I'm like, I'm I down. agree. I was on the same board, you know, but when after the fact, all this information comes out that they had these data points, they had this information. Right, but how much of that? How much they had data points, but it was like a, a limited subset of data points. To build off of until you until we're like three, four, five, six months in, I think that's when the data points that they had, we could say, okay, this is consistently this for the last three, four, five, six months. Then, then I see where that's where we should change course and stop fucking over our country. Yeah, I just, in a general sense, I think the vibes are not great regarding no. those agencies. I agree, hundred percent. And I understand there's experts in every thing and they all say you know what they believe but there's a lot of voices all saying the same things that basic economics is going to tell you if you keep flooding this cash and flooding this cash and you have this low interest rates and you do this and supply chains like you can only assume at that point that with limited supply excess cash and basically free money with zero percent interest rates at the time yep price is going to skyrocket yep and it seemed like a logical explanation. And I, I didn't hear from the people saying inflation is not a concern. I, I never heard like point by point why they don't think it's a concern and what's going to happen next that we shouldn't be concerned. It was just that inflation sh- isn't a major concern. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, at that point, it's kind of like when Fauci, when he first came out and said, don't wear masks. Yeah. Because... You know, masks aren't effective, but they they set it to free up masks for the the healthcare workers. Where it's like, had they said, 
wear limited masks. We're trying to make sure our healthcare workers yeah. have masks. So we're just going to, you know, make sure they get as many as they can, you know. So if you got one, use it, be careful, stay away from people, da-da-da-da-da. You know, had they said that. It'd be a different story. It'd be a different story. So probably, and it's, I'm agreeing with you on the inflation, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, inflation's a real p- possibility here. Let's look at it. What can we do acknowledging that we have real inflation chances here as opposed to just denying it and say, don't worry about it where they're trying to fix it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a it's like that's a real leadership issue that I think happens a lot in the United States and and probably other places too where it's like they don't want anybody to think that they don't have it under control. Right. So then they tell everybody it's fine while behind closed doors they're scrambling to try to figure out the problem and head it off before it becomes a problem. You know, as opposed to, you know, it's like it's like it's like when you got a little kid who's four years old and the car breaks down and you tell him it's going to be okay. Well, f- you know, it's fine. It's okay. You know, cause you don't want them to worry about a broken car cause right. they're four, you know, but we're not fucking kids, but they treat us like that as a populace. You know, they treat us like, well, we can't let you have this dangerous information cause who knows what you'll do. And it's like, well, look what fucking happened when we didn't have it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I just think in a general sense and understanding that, obviously, uh, I get that certain things can't be transparent, but I think transparency is so big in any leadership capacity. Yeah. I think it builds trust, and I think it's just honesty. Yeah. And I think with honesty, you can get other people's honest opinions to hopefully assist you, whereas if you play the the denial game or you you stand on this hill that you're willing to die on until year and a half later even right. though all the data said something else aka masks yeah like you look bad and i think that's <clears throat> that's where and i really don't like saying this I'll just put it out there i don't like saying this but the transparency that we got from the trump administration at least we knew what we were getting true and, and, and like, I can, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more as a human being. I think the guy's fucking human garbage. I don't like it, but the, some of the things he did and the way he handled policies and stuff with transparency and, and, and his transparency might've come out on Twitter yeah. or some fucking talk show or some stupid shit, you know, when like all the different things that he said, but it's like, we knew what we were getting, you know, it's like, and we, and I think we touched on this a couple of weeks ago at the Ukraine stuff, but I was listening to a, a podcast about it um, yesterday and it's like, okay, so we've known for years who Putin is fucking years. We've known this guy. He's got a manifesto. We know who he is. He's been in control of, of uh, Russia since 99. Yeah. And he's not going to go anywhere. He's only like 60. Maybe he's, I think he's only 60. And all of a sudden he's like pushing all these troops to the border of Ukraine. More and more and more. And it's like, oh, I wonder if they're doing military exercises. It's like, no, motherfucker, he's going (laughs) to attack them. Like, what do you think he's doing? He said he wants Ukraine so many times. He's been talking about it forever. And then... Publicly, he's like, oh, we're doing exercise and, and we are, you know, 
going down to, to make sure the NATO does not come in or however, what the, yeah. you know, but he's like, oh, he's just flexing his muscles a little bit. And it's just like, no, 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 he's not. Like, this is real shit. But they don't want to tell us that because if they tell us that, then they're going to be under the court of public opinion that we should do something, mm-hmm. you know. But if they're just like, well, our our intelligence says that he's just flexing his muscles a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, so we're supposed to trust you, so we do, you know. But the whole time had, like, the the U.S. government been more transparent with, with the process and knowing him or had the people that really knew who Putin was had a better microphone for people to listen to him, we could have been getting aid, we could have been getting military supplies, all kinds of shit through the, what is it, the Black Sea that comes I think it's the yeah. Black Sea uh, south of south of Ukraine, where at least we could have been bolstering them, or you could have put sanctions on it before it happened, right? Or or we could have started dropping sanctions before it happened. Now, <clears throat> I think that's tricky because because it's like once you start giving the okay to drop sanctions on somebody who hasn't officially done anything yet, then then like the next round of leaders because we get a new one every fucking four to eight years is going to have like a beef with somebody and start dropping sanctions because they see some military movement that they can just justify it by. I think that's yeah, but, that's sketchy. But then again, to your point, you've got you've got the message being military exercise, military exercise. Then it happens, and then you have the president going, "We've known this was going to happen for months." That's what I'm saying. And like, but they did nothing. Yeah. Well, that was when they got to the point where he said, "We have full belief that he's going to attack Ukraine." When the when the the mass of, of armored vehicles and everything got so big and he knew that, then I agree. That's when you drop sanctions. I'm just saying at the very beginning, sure. When it was ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand troops, it's like or or armored vehicles or whatever. Because I think it got up to like a hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, or I think it had like two hundred two hundred thousand. It's like at the very beginning, it's like okay, so you know Zelensky's in his office going, uh, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> things are looking kind of shitty over here. Yeah. You know, who, by the way, that dude for being a fucking TV star. Yeah. He's got a crazy story. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He's, he's the fucking man, you know? And, and I think like you think about it, it's like, again, I hate to say this, but like with Trump, it's very Trump-esque. He knows how to handle a camera. Yeah. He knows how to motivate people. He knows how to get people to do shit. Just by being magnanimous and, and, and like looking into the camera and being able to posture in a certain way. Because when you look at the guy speak, it's like, fuck, man, I want to fight for that motherfucker, you know? And it's like, he's just like one of those guys. It's like, stand for the motherland, never fucking leave. You mm-hmm. know, you'll, Putin, you'll never see my back. You'll only see my face. Shit like that. That, that makes people, you know, want to stand up. There's, yeah, so the, the dude's an actor, played yep. the president of Ukraine on a TV show. Yeah, and it was a comedy. On a comedy. Yeah. And then fucking ran for, and was elected president. By actually. like a landslide. At, while he was still the actor, too. Yeah, while he was still the actor. That's crazy. Yeah. Going back to the Trump thing, and look, dude, I I lean right. Everyone, I think, should know that at this point. Oh, yeah, thing. everybody knows. We can smell it. <laughs> I dislike the guy immensely. Yeah. But, uh, like, if he would not say it, if he didn't have Twitter and he would just shut the fuck up and read pre-written speeches, like Biden does right now. Well, he'd still be in office. He'd still be in office. Because on a policy standpoint, he actually aligned fairly well with Republicans or conservatives. 
Yeah, it was just his little fucking wild harebrained shit. Yeah, it was just it was just him as a person. Right. Yeah. He's so unlikable as a person, yep. and he says the stupidest fucking stuff. Yeah. He, he he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really afraid that he's gonna fucking run in 2024. You're afraid. Yeah. Because well, I don't want him to. I know. I don't want him to either. <laughs> I got to bet that he's not going to just because I don't want him to. Because if he wins. If he wins, it's the same shit that happened four years ago. Yep. And it's going to be a fucking disaster. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. And But as a fucking conservative who wants to see a conservative president, I don't think he will win because he's so disliked. So play it out. Do you think like... So there's still a lot of Republicans that stand behind Trump. A I know lot. there is, which is surprising. And but again, because honestly, his policies were on were good. Well, and I think the reason they stand behind them is because they they ended up their base gets to be the loudest base. You know, like their followers, they're the ones with you know the fucking the the freedom train that came through Wisconsin. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. So like that's their base. They're the ones, they're the loud ones. They're the ones that are going to fucking go to the line. They're going to go to the line for their guy, you know? And there's so many people out there that aren't like that. And so they want those ride-or-die people, you know? And unfortunately, it's like the ride-or-die people get blind to the whole picture, mm -hmm. you know? And and it's like, but they, I think that the those people that really like Trump, the Republicans are still following him, they're kind of like enamored with that idea of having a ride or die president you know they're have they're they they like the maybe they like the optics of it maybe they feel like when he's in there they can get away with some more fuckery you know um i just and for some reason fucking christians love him i don't get it sorry christians but i don't get it I don't understand why you love this guy. Why do you think Christians love him? They think he's like, I've seen it so many times on social media. They think God sent Donald Trump. Oh. They'll say, thank you, Jesus, for sending Donald Trump. Thank you, God, for God, for Donald Trump. God, country, and Donald Trump. Like, serious shit. Like, mm. they, there's like songs about him. There's like big long epitaphs or whatever they fucking called where they talk about Donald Trump and how he's, you know, and then, well, I think, I don't know if that's a majority. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of the loop. I think, I think lot, you have that same, a lot of Christians I, that like Donald Trump. Yeah. But the same token, then I think you have a f bunch of fucking atheists who love Joe Biden. I don't know what to tell you. You have, you oh, have it totally could be you have freaking far left liberals writing poems and reciting know, poems and shit to way him. more fucking Christians and atheists, bro. <laughs> I, I'm just, to you. I don't know. I don't care if they're Christian or not. Look at Nancy Pelosi. What the fuck she, was she doing the other day in, on the floor? I don't. What's that? She was reading some poem for Ukraine. That was a spinoff of some. I don't know. Dude, did you? The lady's bat fuck crazy too. I don't. Everyone in the Senate is goddamn crazy. Yeah. There's. It's so hard. So did you see the lady who wrote the poem to Putin? Yeah. You know, wrong choice. I, if I was your mama, yeah. If I was your mother, yeah. And it's like, I, I get like I watched like the first, however long. It's a long poem. It's fucking long, and I saw it. Bef I saw the poem before I actually 
heard about it in the news. Okay. It was like a, a week after I saw it, somebody blasted it on 11. And this lady was like, she's trying so fucking hard to be taken seriously. And she's like, and, and I, I'm, I'm trying to like look back in time, like back when the like 60s, 70s, there's a lot of shit like that. Artists, you know, and then expressing themselves through word and in prose. Did she write that poem? Yeah, she oh. wrote it. Yeah. And so it's like they're they're expressing their that's how they express themselves. You know, yeah. it's like some people go out and they get their AR and they blow a bunch of shit up and then some people do a video and write a poem for Putin, you know. It's like they're coming from their heart. And I can appreciate somebody being authentic and, and then putting it out there. And, you know, because she had to know when she put it out to the world that she was going to get some blowback, you know, maybe not as much as she got because it fucking made it to the mainstream everything. But it was rough. It was rough. It's like, it's like maybe... Maybe like now wasn't the time. Maybe yeah. maybe if Putin falls, you know, after he's if he's gets defeated, then put the poem out there. Sure, you know, because then like people can look at Putin as like this guy who was this this guy this he had issues and mental problems and he he went up there and he gave a shot and he got beat down and now he's this guy who's like broken and beaten. Then give it to him. Give him the fucking poem. Then you know. Poor yeah. fucking Putin. So in transparency, I only listened to like 30 seconds of it. Yeah, well, it's the same. Yeah. The whole, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't change. You know, and her inflection and the and the energy she was putting into it, it's like, is, is this real? Or, or is this like you showing all your friends how compassionate you are? You know, it's like, it was, it's hard. Yeah, it's bad. It's hard. We, we live in, in a, such a, a skeptical world right now that, that it's, when you put something out there like that, you got to be ready. And I don't know, maybe she's fine with it. You know, maybe she's enjoying the spotlight. Maybe she got some interviews on CNN over it. I don't know. Was she an actress? I don't think so. Okay. She just looked like a mom. She just looked like a, a rich mom. Yeah. She looked wealthy. Yep. But she just looked like a mom, you know. So it's like, you know, she's sitting in her house, Malibu yeah. on the beach. Looking out at all the people she hates on her stand. Yeah. Stand back ten feet. Yeah. And she's and she's like, Motherfucker, I'm writing me a poem. <laughs> I need to I need to release some energy. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Putin. He's gonna listen. Huh. It was interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting decision, I think, to make at this given time. But there's a lot of people making interesting decisions right now, bro. Did you Ooh, see excuse me? Did you, did you see the uh, the four ounce tumbler lady? No. Oh my god, it's so fucked up. Wait, is this the chick with the thing in her bladder? Yeah, the glass tumbler. It's yeah. so fucked. How up. does this happen? You didn't hear that? No. So I saw a picture many years ago. She used it as a sexual device, and like lost it. Wow. Yeah. Four years, bro. Yeah, it's been a while. Holy shit. Didn't think to like go to the doctor. No shit. Like, hey, I did something really stupid <laughs> and I want to get this taken care of. You know. But how did it get into her bladder? Well, okay. It had to have gone up her uh, urethra. Yeah. And I'm just 
you know, I'm not a fucking You're not a doctor biologist. here. <laughs> but anatomy-wise, I think there's a big separation between one thing and that thing. I don't know. Maybe the our maybe her body just fucking figured found a place to put it. Maybe she was doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> well, how the fuck do you do that? I don't know. Find the wrong tube. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking painful. Well, that's what I mean. Well, I know, but like I've I've heard of women getting a catheter, and I heard it's just as painful as men. So it's like, uh, like I really don't want to go look this up. You're gonna look up the anatomy, aren't you? Do it because I'm curious. Okay, I'm pretty sure how there's does, a. How does it get there? Like the urethra and the fucking uterus are separated, or the vagina. This is. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Yeah, bro. So I'm pretty sure that you are right. So I I don't, that's why I'm saying like the body miraculously just found a place for it because where it was, wasn't working out. Right. Yeah, dude. Like not to get graphic, but see that little urethral orifice. That's what I'm saying. There's a difference. Okay? I know. So that's like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's no way she could have, like, put it through that orifice. If you're all curious, we just looked at a cartoon. Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an anatomical vagina. It's a, it's medical. This is, we're talking medical talk here. If we're looking at a different conversation, well, then it'd be a different photo. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> the To get it there, that's what I'm saying is, like, okay, so if it's a sexual device, obviously she's inserting it into her vagina. Yep. Right, but could the can the body uh, take something like that in and be like, "Fuck, what do I do with this?" And then be like, "Okay, well, it's gonna wiggle its way into somewhere." Yeah, I don't know. You know, but it was intact. I uh, no, it's a fucking tumbler. It was a glass tumbler. I know four ounces. That's like a double shot glass. It's so bizarre. I know. I know. It's like. There's a lot of weird medical shit out there, you know, for sure. There's a lot of weird medical shit out there. But that was a weird one, man. That was I just weird. thought of another story that I'm not going to tell. Is it have to do with Richard Gere? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you when we take a break. Okay. You don't want to bring that on this here, huh? No. Have you seen the, the video of the guy who had that piece of rebar sticking through his body? No. He's a fucking construction worker. And this fucking piece of rebar fell off of like a truck or off of a roof or something. And it's fucking stabbing right through his body. Right. And the EMTs show up and he's just standing there. Yeah. Just fucking hanging out. And they're looking at him and they're like, the fuck do I do with this? We can't get him in the ambulance. He's got an eight foot piece of rebar sticking through his body. And he's just like having a conversation with them. Cut it, bro. Right. I know. But like. (laughs) The, one of the EMTs was, like, getting a little, like, woozy. Yeah. It's like, fuck. You know, it's like, usually when you see this, somebody's dead. They're not standing well, there on the street having a conversation. must have missed everything. It did. But still. Just but still. Yeah. It's like a, a piece of half-inch rebar going through somebody's body, and they're just standing there having a conversation. It's like, bro. <laughs> How do you cut rebar? Angle grinder? Angle grinder. They got, like, they got a lot of tools to cut rebar now. but Like, could they do it without... Making it jiggle an awful fucking lot. Well, that's the thing, to right? To get it close. I would think what would have to happen is like they would maybe figure out a way to lay him on his side yeah. or something. 
and then they could have someone holding on to the end of it. It's still going to hurt. Yeah. It's still going to fucking move shit. You don't want to just pull it out. Right. You know, you want to get them to the hospital first. So and then at least pull out the extra six feet. That's from the right. Front. Yeah. Just hold on. We're going to pull out six feet of rebar. Yeah, exactly. So pull through, I guess would be the roof. Well, phrase. that would be the thing, right? So when you get there, I would think they'd put them under anesthesia. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, and then they fucking pour all kinds of bacterial killer alcohol or whatever around the wound and they pull it out and then they open them up right away and clean that shit out. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be fucking rust and shit getting into his system. Yeah. Jesus. Rust is just iron. It won't be iron deficient. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of tetanus? <laughs> yeah. That comes I've gotten from- that, that shot a few times. Yeah. So you got to get it every seven years or something. I don't know how I actually might need to get a new tetanus shot. When was the last time I had one? I think it's every seven years. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. Seven's such a weird fucking number. Like round up or round down. Do I need it every five or ten years? What seven? Motherfucker. (laughs) Does not make sense. Maybe it's a lucky number. Maybe the doctor was like, eh, seven. That's my lucky number. You need to get this shot every 1,314 days. Well, maybe it's just the effectiveness of the shot (laughs) wears off and they, 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 you know, they got some little guinea pig test person it's just not even you know yeah no i get it i get it there was a uh a fucking person that got a transplant a heart transplant from a pig he died i know bro less than two months i think yeah i was really i was like you know they're talking about like growing fucking livers and shit and petri dishes and stuff you know but it's like i know that was like a thing that was like a lot of hope on that, where they could take a pig. It was a whole heart, not just a, a valve. No, it was a fucking heart. Yeah. It was a heart. Because they use pig valves currently. Right. Yeah, but they thought they could grow, they could genetically grow a whole heart in a pig. Yeah. And then take it out of the pig. And, which, yeah, I get it. It's pig, you know, but it's like, where <laughs> you get an organ harvesting farm. You know, where yeah, you just grow, grow all these living things just so you know you're going to fuck them up. But, I mean, we, we grow them all to eat them now, so I guess it's kind of the same thing, you know. But it's still kind of weird that it's like once once it's like parts that you can interchange with a human, does that change the, the like, the, the animal, you know? <laughs> it's like, does it... Did it Is this murder? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. It's like, it, it's, it's, I think it's murder regardless, technically. But it's like, is it, is it change it? You know, it's like all of a sudden it's like we're harvesting organs from animals to put in our own bodies. So, therefore, that animal is that much closer to us. Yeah, but once you get the heart, then you get a free pack of bacon. I know, I know. They're not going to waste the bacon. Nobody fucking does that. That would be weird, wouldn't it? You get the <laughs> heart, the and you get a freezer is full that, of meat. Is that the selling point? Like <laughs> one free pig with heart purchase? Yeah, yeah, no shit. It's like it's a third. You know, it'd be like a you know a fifty thousand dollar package of bacon. Yeah, kind of. You know, and it's you get like, to live for two months. Yeah. So then, like, you give a pack to everybody in your family. You have a big feast. Oh, we do a big pig roast. Would a heart, would a heart that comes from a pig be less affected by bacon? As far as like, oh, if you ate it, <laughs> like you start, blood pressure and shit, like dude, that. that would be the funniest fucking thing ever. Someone gets a, a heart from a pig, and all of a sudden, every you know, every time they start to eat something, they start twitching and shit. And it's like, just as a comedy thing, not like real. Like I wouldn't want them to actually no, start. I'm saying the like, fuck out. Too much bacon's bad for you, right? Yeah. Like if you had, well, a, they say, but if you had a heart 
from a pig, like you could just eat unlimited pork. Unaffected. It's just part of you. I don't know, man. Fucking pigs eat unlimited pork. True, they don't. No. But I'm just you ruined my joke, bro. <laughs> I, I was I'm processing, man. I'm processing. It's like I still like the free pig oh, meat with I'm down for that. For sure. Freezer full of pork with purchase yeah. heart. Like how how big of a pig is it gonna be? Like is it gonna be like a big fucking pig? Can you like, you yeah. know? But is a give some to family and friends? Is a pig the right choice? I mean, how long do pigs live? I don't know how long pigs live. Like, I need, like, a fucking sea turtle. Hit the button. Which one was it? I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Where the fuck is Bill? Which button is that? The red one? Yeah, okay. Okay. It's the red one. (laughs) When we're recording, we only use the red buttons. How about that? And the white button. What's the white one? The intro. Oh, red and white. Oh, well, then we got, what's what's going to be the blue? We need something that says, There isn't a blue. There's America. a pink. Fuck, yeah. It's kind of blue. The one above the purple? This isn't it, yeah, isn't it kind of blue from here? Like The other one's definitely green. Yeah, it's teal-ish. Fucking people are loving this part of the conversation. <laughs> There's a sound pad that's very colorful. There's no They're all pastel so you know, yeah. but yeah. So it's yeah, a pastel. It's a it's an aquamarine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what, what that it color. is. Sea foam. So I don't know how long pigs live. I don't know either, but like sea turtles live forever, right? Yeah, but a sea turtle like Got I don't a know tiny how, ass probably how big is a fucking sea turtle heart? Tiny, I need four of them. Well, I mean, there's some big fucking sea turtles out there, but are you going to kill a 250-year-old sea turtle? <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up. That is kind of fucked up. You can't be doing that. Speaking of Bill, the fucking dude, oh, he's he asked me if I wanted to go play pickleball this oh. morning. He knows what I'm doing. Jeez, what Bill. What the fuck, Bill? You know I'm busy. It's Sunday morning, bro. I, yeah. But We're no, Sunday yeah, you're, you're like a sea turtle murderer. That's fucked, man. You're going to start like pretty cute. wanting to eat dolphins and shit. Do people eat dolphins? I don't think so, but you're going to start harvesting them. They're, they're smart. You can I know, they're get smart. a brain out of like, them. Like, I know people kill whales, but that's for the blubber, right? Yeah, well, they're killing, I, killing I mean, whales. I know that's a big no-no. Yeah, well, I, I think there are still parts. I think in Japan, they're still, they still whale. But I, the whole, you know. But you eat whale? Yeah, they eat whale. The Inuits do. Okay. Yeah, they'll fucking, they eat whale a lot. Like, they just eat whale fat. You ever watch that, like, mm. that show Life Below Zero or something like that? No. Where they'll, like, they they use the whale fat for everything. But I think they, like, chunk it up, fry it, cook it. Rum. Weird. Rum. Yum. Yum, rum. Eat, eat it up. Because proportionally, how fat, how much fat is on a whale versus muscle? Oh, that's a really good question. Because a whale is strong, and it's fucking huge. They're strong for sure, but I think so. Their fat though protects them from the temperature, the water. Yeah, and then they can go attacks, dude. Like, well, I suppose yeah. A shark takes a chunk of fat. I don't know how thick is whale fat. I bet it's just. I just. I'm gonna fuck everybody up. Just listen to this. Hey Siri, how thick is whale fat? I'm looking it up. Let's just say, um, description, fucking Wikipedia. Siri, you oh, joke. Two inches thick in dolphins and smaller whales, more than 12 inches thick yeah, in like some bigger whales, such as right and bowhead whales. Okay. However, this is not indicative of larger whales' ability to retain heat better. It's not. 
It's the thickness of a whale's blubber does not significantly affect heat loss. More indicative of a whale's ability to retain heat is the water and liquid concentration in the blubber. Good to fucking know. So anywhere from two inches to a foot. Yeah. So um, when I was in Santa Barbara, we went on a whale watching boat. Okay. Um, there's a this the group of islands called the Channel Islands that go all the way from L.A. to Santa Barbara. There's like I don't know how many of them there are. Um, but as the whales migrate, so if I got this right, they breed in Mexico, Baja, and then they go all the way up to Alaska to calve. So they give birth in Alaska. Okay. The trip from Baja to Alaska, they don't eat anything or very, very little. And so they they use all the fat that they've stored in Baja from all the food that they're getting down there. And then they use that to get them up to Alaska. Then they calve and then they start eating again. And so <clears throat> um, it's also like a bear, I guess, in hibernation or whatever. They use it as an energy source. Yeah. You know, if yeah. only we could do that that well. We can do it, just not as, as well. Yeah, so, I mean, if we could do it that well. Like, because then, <clears throat> fuckers, they're swimming. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. My old, an old college professor used to always joke about this. It was in a, what class was that? Physiology or maybe, I don't know. He was a big guy. Mm-hmm. And his joke was, if the apocalypse, ha- apocalypse happened we all had to walk to California. He goes, all you fit people would die. <laughs> he goes, not enough internal energy. And he'd pat his belly and he goes, I'll be there. <laughs> well, that's, is that true though? Does it, is it effectively work that way? Is there, there's gotta be a point where it's like, cause like the body attacks the muscle first. Right. Cause that's got the most uh, nutrient rich material. Yeah. Then it goes to the fat. Yeah. And so it's like if you're super overweight <clears throat> and it attacks your muscle first, is there a point where, where you can no longer sustain movement because you're not strong enough to carry all that fat? How does that work? I think there'd be a point where, uh, like, your muscle's going to re- regen, even if it's eating itself to some level. Just to maintain to your maintain. movement. So like your because you're because essentially I mean just by walking you're quote working it out I suppose yeah that I mean I bet sense. your upper body would get super scrawny but I bet your legs would be alright yeah although your legs got the biggest chunks I know well you look at people like uh, um in the pictures of like people from sub-Saharan Africa that are going through famine you know and it's just like they're just like their whole bodies are just yeah just right down to the bone they can still move right you know but they're not like I mean, I'm sure they weigh a whopping 40 pounds. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, but like there's those like other, other places where they eat grubs and shit. They're, they run and hunt yeah. and shit like that. And, and they're, they don't have anything on their bones. So it's like, I guess the, the strength is relative to the weight you're carrying, right. you know, and I guess that's where looking, going back to what my point was, was if you're carrying 300 pounds, you know, at some point, does your muscle just not have enough to carry no, it? I think, <clears throat> I think your muscle would maintain if it's being worked that load. It would start eating the fat away to rebuild the muscle. Okay, so how how like so uh, someone who's turning pounds, overweight, 
can they go that many more days without eating than someone who's not? I bet so. It's got to be, right? Well, have you seen the show Alone? Yeah. Right? They go in, like, they gain a lot of weight. And by the end, they, they're, they like, starving for something that's got fat. Yeah. Because they're, they're like, wasting away to nothing. Yeah. They're eating protein. Yeah, like, they, they, they go in purposely overweight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like... I suppose, like you can, it's a lot easier to die of starvation, yeah, if you're lean. What are we doing, man? <laughs> we're, we're living wrong. <laughs> we're living wrong. <laughs> no, it's like I, I, I feel like in the environment we live in, we're living the way we ought to live. You know, now like if our environment changed, then we would have to change how we live. Yeah, we're adaptable people. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty adaptable. We're pretty, we're pretty chill like that. Unfortunately, yeah, we're, I think we're living the easy way right now and without the need to move, that's your bigger fucking killer right there. Right. It's just obesity and heart failure and diabetes and. Yeah, we've turned the shit that our ancestors' ancestors did to stay alive. We've turned that into exercise. Right. You know, like swimming. And, and and diving for food and shit like that, like scuba diving. It's like people do that for fun now where they used to have to do it to dive to get food, mm-hmm. you know, and then hiking and shit. It's like we just had to get to places, yeah. you know. That's just the way it was. It, it's kind of a weird process that, like, our lives have gotten so fucking good that, that now the things that we used to have to do to survive are today's version of recreation. Yeah. You know. Hunting. Yeah, even hunting. It's like we don't I don't need to hunt to eat. You know, I hunt because I like it, because I want to be in touch with that primal nature. I want to be in nature, you know, but it's like it's not so I can truly I mean I eat it. Right. But yeah. Same for you, I would assume. Are you just Correct. out there to that's all you eat is venison? No. I like venison, it's just too much is too much. I've only got one roast left in the freezer. I got a couple. Oh, maybe I don't. We cleaned it out. I got fucking skunked last year. So did I. I think I only got like four pounds of ground meat left too. Mm. Mm. Sam's probably gonna want jerky. Although mm. it's gonna be nice out, so we don't do jerky really in the summer. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a it's an odd thing that us humans do nowadays. It's like an, except it's, farmers. Except farmers. Farmers are still necessary. Yeah. They well and yeah, but. Even them, though, like... They're not farming just for themselves. No, they're not farming for themselves and the equipment they use now. I know the equipment. You know, it's like they got GPS-controlled, air-conditioned fucking, you know, harvesters and stuff like that. And that's not all of them, obviously. The small farms are still doing it the old way a lot. But, you know, it's like those big farms, it's like they're not... They still got to go for a walk to get exercise. They still got to go for a hike. They got to go for a swim. They go to the gym, whatever they do, because... Because they're like day to day isn't as physically taxing, right? You know, we're just soft. I don't know how many times we're gonna say this a million times. Um, there was a supercomputer that uh, um, I don't know it was like in the seventies. They calculated yeah. our growth and said we're gonna die this century, like twenty thirty or twenty forty. Twenty forty. They said that the human race is like we're gonna. That's it. And Albert Einstein said twenty sixty. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, 2060. Einstein said 60, huh? Yeah. Dang. 
Yeah, bro. I believe I I I don't like believe it, believe it, but I believe it's possible with the way we're going. Shit, it could be this. What way. did the computer actually say? Twenty forty. Yeah, but like why? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm, it's. I think that. Well, let's. Gonna War it. games. I don't know. Or um, <clears throat> AI technology or advancements that make the human race obsolete. Well, that's a great question. Okay, MIT computer program predicts that 1970 the civilization civilization will end by 2040. Civilization. Okay, so let's see. Oh, dumb fucking cookies. Okay, <laughs> that's why. Because websites don't yeah. want you to allow cookies. Oh wait wait wait. Uh, oh yeah, 1704. Isaac Newton predicted the end of the world sometime around or after, but not before the year 2060. Well, to okay, say it's Newton. after 2060. That's yeah. That's, that's like that's kind of vague. It's you're like, gonna we'll, you're we'll, gonna last at least till then. Yeah, maybe 400 years after that. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Using a strange series of mathematical equations. Let's see. Over 300 years later, we still have plenty of religious doomsayers predicting the end of the world. Um, come on, I want to get to this computer. Uh, these predictions include population growth and popul- and pollution levels, worsening quality of life, dwindling natural resources. Um, you can read all about a 1972 Club of Rome published report, Limits into Growth, which drew wide popular attention. Um, the figure of Newtonian stature in the world's computer science. I think the books stand all right, but he also cautions against acting without systematic thinking in the face of globally interrelated issues. Um, so the computer said, based on current trends in 1970 that we could sustain that essentially until 2040 yeah i just want to it doesn't say why right well it kind of said it looked at population growth it looked at natural resources it looked at pollution but did it take into account like the ability for us to change trends i.e Adapt. Adapt, start going greener to preserve natural resources. Start, I mean, it didn't predict the pandemic and current trends like the population growth. I think that didn't predict the pandemic, but a lot of people did. Okay, but my point was going to be like during the pandemic and in general with like young adults now, like less and less people want to have kids. True. Like we're actually in a population deficit. Deficit. So is that is that what it's talking about population wise? Like we can't support our older generation, or you know, it's I hard think, to say. I think that's <clears throat> talking about our ability to to continue to sustain the amount of food we're growing. Yeah, the way we're growing it with the monocrop ag- agriculture and shit like that, and that we're just going to start we're depleting our resources to a degree that um, that is not sustainable. Yeah, um, but that's not what we have to worry about, man. We have to worry about AI. I think we have to worry about AI and and the war games. War games. I, I think war games for sure. Yeah. The AI thing was more of a joke. But, but Musk, go ahead. I think this was an old interview, but his biggest concern with artificial intelligence is that we would be an anthill to them. And so if they had a goal and they needed to destroy humanity in order to reach that goal, they would. Oh, yeah. Like he said, essentially, it's no different than us. Like if we're building a road and there's an anthill, we just wipe the anthill out. 
Yeah, it's a it's without a, feeling. It's an obstacle in the way. Yeah, it's not yeah. that there's not compassion there. It's just eh. well, yeah, because yeah, they can't have compassion. They're computers, right? They like there's no they can be programmed to to make decisions based on what compassion might look like. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, it's it's that fucking iRobot shit. It's the Terminator. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, yeah. It is more like Terminator, I suppose, isn't it? What was the? I haven't seen the Terminator in so long. What was the actual like? The machines rose up. The machines rose up to, to kill the humans. And the Terminator needed to just destroy the machines? The the Termin no, the Terminator original, he came back to kill Sarah Connor because she was the leader of the resistance against the machines. Oh, okay. So without her, the machines take over and win and it's all good to go. It's all solid. And we just got a world run by machines off of solar power. Done. Maybe it's not solar power. Maybe it's Matrix and we're all gonna live in a Pod. Yeah, I think I think there's a better chance of it being <laughs> solar power. I really do. I think that like once the the machines figure out like how to fix shit, you know, like there's gonna be solar cells. They're gonna know how to build solar cells. They're gonna be able to use energy, all of it. They're just gonna be able to do it all. You know, there'll be machines that go out, <laughs> cut down the fucking trees, do whatever they got to do, dig up the coal. That they if, don't care. Uh, if humanity was going to go extinct because of machines. Do you think like the last living people be like fuck this? Let's blow the sun. How could send you blow a nuke? The sun? Send a oh. nuke to the sun. I don't think you could nuke the sun. I think the sun's too big for a nuke, isn't it? I don't know how it would work. And it would f- probably blow up f- way before it got there. Probably because it's it so fucking there. hot. The sun's a long fucking ways away too. I know. You know, like how how many years it's like to get to Mars, and it's like <laughs> yeah. fucking close. Fuck AI and seventy two. <laughs> thousand years we're gonna blow up the sun man it's like the fucking sun it's gonna do it so like the people who decided to blow up the sun would be fucking dead before the rocket even got close to the sun okay would you just self would you just hit the self-destruct button on earth see i don't know because i would think there'd be some semblance of thought where it's like Maybe someday somebody's going to live. Some microorganism is going to live through this process with the fucking robots. And then, and then, so are you going to destroy all natural life on earth because humans got wiped out? You know, I don't disagree with that. I'm just posing the question. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I'm processing it. And it's just like, I don't think so. I think like if you're the last bad, I mean, unless it's like that show idiocracy, where it's like everybody's like, oh, you're dumb. You know, like nobody has any brains left. Then, then if those are the last people left, then probably out of spite, yeah, <laughs> just gonna hit the big. They just, just be no like machine, boom, done. Yeah. But I, I mean, what would it take? Like you'd almost have to like figure out a way to trigger a mega volcano or send all the nukes in the world at once to different say, locations. Have to send them all at once, you know. But they're all gonna be controlled by the robots. True. AI is going to be in charge of all that shit. So the only thing you could do is somehow manufacture a natural disaster. That would be yeah. it. You we're know, fu- I mean, we're all fucked. I mean, Yellowstone volcano. That would be it. I think if you did that for I, North America. Well, I, I don't know. I think they say it's like half the world. I think wouldn't it be if Yellowstone goes off, or is it, or is it just the the North America? I would imagine it's just North America. Okay. Well, either way. The people there are gonna—they're done. But 
Okay, so how many little pockets of the... I mean, the world's so fucking big. That's true. There's so many people in so many places in the world. There's, like, going to be people living in caves and shit where the robots aren't going to know where they are, you know? And I think we got smart enough hackers in the world. Someone can... Yeah, but... Fucking Bluetooth a virus to all the robots. That would be the only way, right? Is to infiltrate the source code? I feel like it. I mean... A robot's susceptible to, like, cold. We could all carry around fire extinguishers. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, motherfuckers. They're like, oh, don't go near him. He's got fire extinguishers. <laughs> till it's done. Till, till you got, everybody's got those little uh, <laughs> the keyboard cleaner cans. <laughs> Freeze them, bro. <laughs> Stick it in his nose and go. <laughs> fire extinguishers i love it i love it no I, yeah it's gotta be some kind of like some kind of code that you could get into their wi-fi system and fuck them up but it, it, even even then you know what you need like avengers they got that little fucking disc the electronic thing remember that in no. uh, uh ragnarok no i've never um, watched Ragnarok. okay so like um there's this little disc it looks about the size of a silver dollar and um, there's this woman, uh, she's a bounty hunter, and it's just this little tiny disc. She throws it at you, it sticks to your skin, and she hits the button, and it shocks you, and it shuts down your whole system. Oh, yeah, there you go. Just yeah, as much just of one of those. Yeah, you just flick them, hit the button, done. Nice. Kill them that way. That's, that's the way it's going to go. That's fair. Hey, can we take a break? Yeah, we can take a break. All right. We'll be right. right back. Good. He's on spring break now. Yeah, that's right. And he's he... coming back afterwards for a while. I don't even know how long spring break is for him. I didn't even ask. I don't know. Because don't um, you get, don't, isn't everyone stopping by at some point? Yeah, so I'll have, um, well, Kirsten's not. She's not okay. going to be here. Um, ba- Bailey will be here the 23rd. Um, and then and then my son Dylan will get here on the 2nd. Um, but Bailey's leaving the 2nd. Oh, that's what it was. So it's kind of like this, you know. Yeah. But I don't. So Connor will be gone for a week for spring break, I think. There, I don't know even know what day he's coming back. I didn't even ask him. I don't know why. He left his car at my house. Um, but he was here Friday, stopped by for a couple hours, um, waiting for a guy to get off work. And then he hit the road, and I think he made it to um, he made it to Daytona Beach. Yeah. Um, they He left – like at 4.30, and I think they made it down there by like 1 the following day. They drove through the night. Damn. Yeah, they fucking, they had three dudes. Yeah, I suppose. Just crush it out. Everybody sleeps a little bit on the way, you know, yeah. and you try to, try to you know, get there. It's funny, though. Like, he's like, hey, we made it. God, it was stressful. And that was the last thing I heard, so I just asked him, why stressful? That was two days ago or whatever, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just, he's busy now. Yep. He ain't even looking I mean, maybe he's looking at his phone, but he ain't looking for me. <laughs> That's not a, a thing. And I guess, I don't know. So um, last night, uh, I went to the gym. I got done with the gym, and I was like, oh, kind of want an old-fashioned. I don't know why. Just kind of want an old-fashioned. So I went down to Driftless Glen. It's like 9 o'clock. Sit down, belly up to the bar. And then one of Connor's friends from high school was working at the bar. She's like, okay. you're Connor's dad, huh? I'm like, yeah. And, and I said, yeah. I said, I bet they're having a good time. She goes, oh, they're having a good time. I've seen the pictures. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> I don't get those pictures. She's like, 
He's like, you want to see him? Just kidding. I'm not going to show him to you. I'm like, no, that's fine. If he wanted me to see those yeah, pictures, he'd, he'd send me those pictures. So that's all right. I don't need to see photographic evidence. Fucking kids, man. They're just like, what the fuck? Just like put, you don't need put evidence. Phones down. All of it. Yep. You know, it's like, you just, it's incriminating. <laughs> you know, you don't need that shit floating around. Like there's some database out there with every facial recognition thing on it. And it's like, you've got a hundred thousand photos of you somewhere. Somebody's got it. Yeah. And then when the time comes, you don't want that shit out there, you know, but I don't know. I guess he probably doesn't give a shit at this point oh, in his yeah. life. He's, he's all YOLO. Not at the moment. No. So how was the old fashioned though? It was nice. Oh, nice. It was a driftless old fashioned press. With olives and super like minimal of the syrup that they put in there because they just make them so sweet down there. Yeah, I, I, I love Drift's Glen, I think they're great. They got good food, good drinks, but they're just the way they make their mixes, they're just super sweet. You ever have one down there? No, oh, I guess maybe we might have to do maybe. that someday. I'm an olive guy, though, anyways. So. Well, I ask for olives. Oh, it's a it's a it's a request. I told you it's about a raw request. No, bro. <laughs> you, well, you don't like olives, yeah, I know. But uh, um, for me, what I like about it is I like olives, A, and B, I eat them right away. Oh. So they don't really affect the drink. Like sure. It's not like there's juice in there. It's just the olives on a little, you know, yep. toothpick thing. Um, and uh, it's nice because, like, if I sit down for dinner, I'm usually hungry when I get there. So I got, you know, a little stick full of olives, a little there appetizer, you, you know. Free apps, baby, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve dollar old fashioned. Yeah, no. Well, you know, you got to go on the right night. That's you right. got they got whiskey Wednesday, so it's only six bucks on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, last that? night was a Saturday. Oh, I know what last night <laughs> was. I'm just saying. You did like, tell me that, yeah. Yeah. Um. Speaking of olives, so when I was out in California, um, there was a uh, this like one of the things that is really great about out there is they've got so much access to culture. And they've got different cultures, foods at the ready all the time, like restaurants and groceries yeah. and stuff. And so there was this Italian grocery that was right down the street from our house. You ever have prosciutto? Nope. It's a really thin slice, like it's like a um, cured pork. Right. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And they just got like slabs of it. You know, and then they've got really great olives, Greek olives, Italian olives, and, and then they got all the different kinds of cheeses and stuff, and, like, just so much rich food that, like, we don't have regular access mm -hmm. to out here. I mean, you can buy jars of it, but it's not the same, you know? And you can buy prosciutto here, but it's not like you're watching them slice it fresh, right? you know? And it's like, I had so much good food out there. Because usually you make, like, a platter with that stuff, right? Right. They, uh, they call it a charcuterie board yeah um i well we call it a charcuterie board i don't think the italians do i think they call it antipasti or an, anti antipasta okay. what is that what is that antipest what's the name of that world word fuck if i know it's i think you said it right the first time antipasti yeah sure no i don't know i don't speak italian antipasto there's a no antipasto so that's like Put a vowel at the end of it. You're good. Yeah. Antipasto, traditional first course of a formal Italian meal made with bite-sized small portions and served on a platter. So we call it a charcuterie board. They call it antipasto. Okay. Um, But uh, so when I was out there, there was just like 
first is great seafood, you know, and then you got all the fresh food. And then you're in California and it's Southern California. So it's like really great Mexican foods, the tacos is like all that stuff is really good. It's all fresh. Um, so like I ate like a fucking horse when I always do on vacation, but mm-hmm. like this one was like every breakfast was like, you know, they got like fresh avocado toast and, and like these bagels with salmon and capers and cream cheese. Like it's just such rich, really good food. Every, there's like so many good coffee shops. You can get great lattes at and different kinds of coffee and tea. And it was just like, you know, I guess everything's accessible. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's all right there. And it's all like where we were, it's all within walking distance. Yeah. Um, and luckily there was a gym within walking distance too. Okay. Like uh, I, that's the first thing I did when I got there. It's like started figuring out where I could find a gym. So I'm looking up local gyms. Which You're into working out a lot lately, man. I know. I know. It's kind of a thing. I don't know why, but I, you like I, it, yeah. I dig it. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, but it's like the last, the last trip I went on when I went and saw my, my, my folks, you know, I wasn't working out. I think I gained like 12 pounds. Sure. You know? And I didn't want to do that, and I knew I was going to eat like a horse. And I and I have been really into, into working out lately. You know what kicked it off, I think, is that week I spent with Connor. Oh, yeah? I got into a consistent routine of going to the gym with him, and it was just like, it just put me into a rhythm that was awesome. You know, and it's just like, okay, I got to do this every single day or six days a week as much as I can. So I think that was what, what like, pushed me over the edge was when he went to the gym with him. And he does so much research on it, and he's pretty damn knowledgeable. So going to the gym with him and him just kind of like walking me through some different exercises that he's doing and that some sharing some of the knowledge he's gained was like, uh, it just changed it mentally a little sure. bit for me. You know, it's like, it became more of a, of a, of a process instead of like, like, you know, I have my routines I do with kettlebells and stuff like that, but it was just like, I guess when you get in there and you've got a nice solid routine and you can go through the steps you know, it's like it becomes part of a habit. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I found a Gold's Gym okay, right down the street, like a block and a half away. So it's pretty sweet every day around 3 o'clock. I just grab my bag and head to the gym. And uh, it's funny, though, like. Just pay for the week? Yeah, I just pay for the week. It was like, I, I asked them, like, do you guys have a day rate? And they're like, yeah, it's 20 bucks a day. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like. Well, how long are you going to be here? I said, I'm going to be here for 10 days. I said, well, it's only 50 bucks a week. I'm like, okay, just give me a week. Um, So, but like, there was like maybe one fat person mm-hmm. that I saw the whole time I was there at the gym. Like, like there's like skinny people, but they're still like muscly. And then you got these super jack dudes. And then you got all these people that look like they came off of a fucking cover of a of yeah. like men's health and fitness you know or women's health and fitness like fucking six packs and and like super jacked arms and ripped and treaded and like low body fat and it's just like fucking hey man these people like i mean but they're when i was there and i was outside i just wanted to feel good mm-hmm. like physically like the thought of being fat was like so uncomfortable because it's like you're so active and you're outside all the time and you're not wearing much clothes. That helps. You can't hide in sweatshirts and hoodies and all that shit in the middle of summer. And it was just like you're on the beach. You want to feel good. Yeah. You know, there's just a level like you don't care if you feel like dog shit if you're sitting on the fucking couch watching 
you know, whatever, right. the office all the time. Not that, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that what towards you. That's not what I meant because you look good. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it's it's a, because it's a popular show. Fuck, Fuck Scott, I'm such an asshole. Podcast that's, that's, over. That's, <laughs> that's, wah, wah, that's not wah. what I meant. <laughs> Fuck, I'm an asshole. I'm oh, kidding. anyway, he's just watching TV. Yeah. You know, it's like we sit around and watch movies and TV, not The Office, because that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it's just easy, you know. You sit on the couch and you just eat, you know, and it's like you go outside and you get your hoodie and your, and your sweatpants or whatever on, you cover all the shit up, and it's like, you know, you, you do, it's easier not to care. Yeah. And out there, it's way harder not to care. And, and it's like, and everybody looks good. Everybody's got a tan. You're outside. They're walking the dog. They're going for a hike. They're doing this. They're going to the beach. All the different things you do out there. It's just a healthier lifestyle. Right. You know? And um, unless the world comes to an end, you got to walk 300 miles. That's a different story. But it's, and so it, I guess it's just, there's a, there's a, there's a feeling that it's just easier to, to, your mind just wants to be healthier. Right. You know? And it might be more access to the fresh food, um, whatever. I think it's access. I think it's. I think out there you're so used to the high price tags too. Oh sure. Like I feel like around here it's like there may be the desire, but you're just like, oh Jesus, I'm going to spend forty percent more on my grocery bill just to do this, and at some point you just go the easy, affordable route. Right, and there's more like fast food and yeah. shit like that out there. Fast food is kind of, it's kind of demonized. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't. There's like, in, in Santa Barbara, a city of a hundred thousand people. When we were downtown, I saw like one McDonald's. Nice. Like, everything else was just restaurants. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of them. Granted, there's a shitload of restaurants, but they're all just like you know they got open air tables. And you sit outside and eat and everything, and it's just like and people. Yeah, it's just a different feel. It and it's such a it's a slower. I mean, Midwest is pretty chill. Yeah, but like out there, when like especially on the weekends and people, they just sit and hang out yeah. for hours. You know, they go to the beach and hang out for hours. And there was a um, a lowrider parade on the the first Saturday I was there. Stephanie and I were taking a walk around town and uh, just hear this boom, boom, boom. What is that? Like somebody's got some cool music going on. So I'm looking around. And all of a sudden I see like this, I don't know, I'm going to say it, a 67 Impala or something, super low rider. And all of a sudden it goes, and like that, that goes to the, the ass end goes up in the air and yeah. then it goes down and the front starts bouncing. And I'm like, whoa, that is amazing. And, and it was just like little Hispanic guy laid way back, you know, and his whole family's in the car. I saw a movie about this once. Where they'll do like these, they're just crews. All these guys that put all this time into their cars, they get their whole family in the car, the kids, grandma, everybody hops in, and they just roll. Mm. You know, and so they cruise all the way through Santa Barbara for like two, three hours. We saw them, see them on one end of town and the other end of town to pick up a couple of new cars. One of them drops off, you know, and it was just so cool. You know, and these old cars were like beautiful, man. Yeah. But super modded. Super. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, but the the body pristine. of the car is pristine, just gorgeous. And then you got the little tires, you know, and then they're like dunk, 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 bouncing up, and and then they'll like be on three wheels. Oh, sure. You know all this cool shit. That was really cool. And it, 
it's like it's it's just an outdoor society. Yeah. People are just out, you know. It's like in parkas, but they're out. Well, they're <laughs> in the morning for sure in parkas. For what sure. It, what does it get down to? Forty? Yeah, probably forty. Okay. You know? It was probably in the forties in the morning. When I left the, the day I left, it was in the seventies, like the low seventies. So it was like like Stephanie was telling me on the phone the other day, she says hot. I'm like, it's hot? She's like it's hot. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's not hot. Snowed here. I know. It's just like, but they Stephanie and Gavin had been out there for two weeks when I got out yep. there, and their blood already got thin. <laughs> they're they're already like like uh, we did this um, meditation thing. Stephanie invited me to go with her and to go to this place in the hills, and a bunch of people sit around and meditating and going through this process, and everybody's got blankets and. And their coats and the winter hats on and shit. And I'm in my t-shirt, my my jeans. Dude, I got fucking bit by a mosquito out there. What? Yeah. I was told there's never mosquitoes in Southern California. Like, they don't exist. I got bit like five times when we were meditating. Huh? How's a guy supposed to meditate and get ate up by mosquitoes? Some bullshit right there. You're the one who sent the guys up on your guys trip when we went in July that one year. Yeah, I know that was rough. That was a mistake. Even that by was, the fire, that was a mistake. Yeah, it was. It was <clears throat> never July again. No, never again. That's the hashtag. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a T-shirt just based on that trip. Um, wow. Maybe you're just up in the hills, just enough. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was weird. It's not like there's an abundance of standing water or anything out there, but. Uh, Oh, uh, we went to this hot springs. We hiked up into the mountains to this hot springs. Um, there's four different pools of hot springs, so the water coming out of it, it's a sulfur hot spring, so it's super hot when okay. it comes out. And then some people went up there, and it's a hike. It's probably an hour up into the okay. hills, so it's a solid hike, and it's steep. Um, we got up in there, and there's four different pools. Um, a lot of nudies go up there, do their thing. Um and uh, uh, we sat in the hot springs for like, I don't know, probably sat in there for like an hour and a half. Got out, and I was a little lightheaded. And it was like, fuck, you know, it's like, what's this shit doing to me? Um, and you got to like walk over these big boulders and stuff, and it's kind of steep when you're getting out. And so go get dressed. And, and uh, but then as I was heading back down the trail with Stephanie, I felt fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know how you described that first time you came out of the sauna after working out? Yeah. It's like that. It's like you just feel alive. It's just like you just feel clean and, like, your body's moving good, your blood's flowing good, your skin feels nice. Like, everything just feels, you just feel so, I just felt so good. It was just, like, it felt awesome. And then we were walking down the hill, and I was telling Steph, I'm like, you know, I, were you kind of dizzy getting out? She's like, yeah, I was a little lightheaded. And I'm like, man, if somebody falls in there, yeah, that fucking suck. No shit. We're like 90% of the way down, and here comes this firefighter on a UTV. Really? Yeah. There was a fire truck at both entrances to the trail going up there because someone fell down and got hurt. It was like, ah, I wonder how often. that has got to be something like Devil's Lake. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you're getting – I mean, assume everyone's getting lightheaded when they're walking, getting out of there, depending on how long they're sitting there. Well, and, and – lightheaded from various reasons yeah because there's plenty of drinking going on so a lot of people up there drinking it was a weekend it must have been like 100 120 people okay. up there so it was a lot of people they're all drinking those big silo cans of oh whatever the fuck twisted tea yeah. and shit you know um a lot of that a lot of smoking 
you know, so there's plenty of people doing their thing up there. So I'm sure, yeah, they probably get called up in there often Wait, enough. Yeah, the guy that was coming out of the, his truck, he's like, are they in this trail or the inner trail? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see anybody coming down. And they're like, okay, you know, and they just sound like it's another day. Yeah. But when you're driving up to the trailhead, you go by all these big fancy estates, you know, and it's not, they're not like mansions per se, but they're really nice houses with acreage in Santa Barbara, which is a lot of money, right? So you got to go through this neighborhood, and it's like there's gates on everything, and the fences mm-hmm. have like woven stuff on them so you can't see through them and and uh really expensive stuff and people don't want you to look into their house so walking up to the hot springs there's this pvc pipe all the way to the top that's funneling water from the hot springs down the hill and i was like i wonder where this fucking water's going like what are they doing with it you know it's like i could see like way back when you know people would try to irrigate sure. and pipe the water down into the valley with it and everything. But it's all modern piping. And I was like, huh. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, why don't people, I'm sure people fuck with this piping. Like, yeah. you know, people do. And then they step on it, it cracks or whatever. You know, it's like a lot of people walk over the top of it. So on the way back, I was pondering, you know, life's mysteries and this piping. <laughs> and I picked up a, uh, like a newsletter kind of thing, a pamphlet that you can get like, you know, um, like a shopper stopper kind of thing. Oh, they yeah. got those kind of things. And there's this little op-ed piece in there. And this woman's like, people are vandalizing the hot springs water. And it's like, we need to stop this. And so someone had cut the pipe and it, and it, water was pouring into the creek bed as opposed to going into this pipe. And it's like, they don't realizing that they're putting our city in danger of fire by doing this. I'm like, oh, they use this water for fire suppression it's like no they don't it goes into this huge fucking catch basin and gets pumped into all these estates so they can irrigate all their fucking greenery all their trees and their plants and everything it's just like we're forcing our sprinklers (laughs) long yeah so it's like we're forcing our, our our residents of the estates to to go on to city water and it's like, and that that's going to deplete our water supply. It's like, fuck you. You're already millionaires. That shit should be pumped into the people down fucking town who can't barely afford to water their plants, you know? But no, it goes into the millionaires' backyards to water their plants. It's like, that's fucking bullshit. Why do you think we, <laughs> like, we, we don't trust people with money? It's like, they're, like, that's such yeah, shit. Yeah, what gives you the right to have the pipe there? Right. It, it, it's just like, but they feel entitled to it. Huh. You know, it's like, well, of course, I get the water because I'm me. I got millions of dollars. I've got the <laughs> estates. I live in this coveted neighborhood. It, it just pissed me off. Like, what the fuck? It's just, <laughs> you know, it's like if we're all supposed to, like, get along, you know, and everything, it's just like we can't have a, a place like that where all of a sudden you've got money and you're absorbing more of the resources to make it so you don't have to spend all the money you have? Well, if you have a couple acres, can't you just drill down, build a well? Yeah, but water's super fucking scarce out there. Is it? Oh man, it's bad. Groundwater's bad? Yeah. It's not it's not bad water. It's it's bad that how scarce it is. Okay. Like all the water levels and all the reservoirs out there is super fucking low. It's not a good situation out there. I'm telling you, desalinator. 
I know. I thought I thought about that. It's like, well, how do how do you figure that out? Because I was telling Stephanie about it. I'm like, you just get, build a desalination plant, and then you can sell the salt. Yeah. You know, it's like at some point in time, the cost of a desalination plant is going to be a worthwhile investment because maybe you just can't right now it's not because yeah. there's n- enough access to water yeah. and and it's like well what if i think she she said she said well if we start taking it out of the oceans then the oceans are going to get low and i'm like no the icebergs are melting the oceans are going up we're safe we're doing double duty here well it's all going right back out it'll make its way to the ocean well no not if it goes into plants yeah, but it if goes we, to a desalination plant, it gets pumped. I know, but it goes into the earth, right? Yeah. But then the plants absorb it to, to grow, and then we eat the plants. So, I mean, we're not really pumping the water back to the oceans per se. Yeah. You know, I guess the rivers and streams go into the oceans, yes, but, like, we absorb a lot of that just into our, our I biology. think it would take an awful lot of uh, consumption to worry about the fucking ocean level. It would be... Yeah, well, and and we're not going to keep up with the melting of the icebergs anyway. Yeah, so it's um they said like that California's due for an earthquake too. So it's, oh, did you see the one in Fukushima? Uh, I saw that they had one. I didn't. Seven point three, baby. You think the Earth? Why do they? Why do they think California's due for one? Just because they haven't like, had one in a while. Yeah, it's like every hundred years. That's it. Yeah, it's like every hundred years they get a massive one. Oh. So there's a a mission. In uh, um, there's a mission in Santa Barbara that was like they got hit with two earthquakes in like 1815 and 1823 that like crumbled the mission. Okay, they rebuilt it. Then it happened again in 1920 something, and then did it again. They had to rebuild a bunch of it, and so it's like they're waiting. Like, like yeah, it's time. Shit's. What's the go fault down. line there? It's a San Andreas fault, yeah, okay. but I don't know where it runs. I don't. I don't know where the where the line goes. Because isn't there like, isn't that the fault line in the United States? That's like the big like, one, I think. Like all the apocalypse movies, like that's the one that fails. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, and I think that's tied to the millions of people living on the coast. Yeah. That like in, inhabit the area along the fault line. I think there's some. Isn't there some like there's one in in Montana. So I was I was I was in my van. I we had an earthquake in Montana that That's right. I lived through barely. Um, yeah, I I don't know where the I know the San Andreas fault line. Like that's the big one. Yep, I would imagine there's a couple more somewhere. Well, and there's a bunch out in the ocean. Yeah, right. Yeah, so like in the ocean, there's all kinds of tectonic fault lines. So is the is is the thought that that would fail and that would cause like. The huge wave. I don't know if that. I think the tsunamis have to come from the ones in the ocean. Yeah. I think if the the like, I think the San Andreas fault is kind of like one of those things where it's like, would it be bad enough to like split off California, a chunk or, of California right. like into the ocean? Yeah. Like, like would it? I don't know. Would it fall? How would it fall into the ocean though? I mean, is that even real? Could that happen? See, I don't. I don't think so, but I don't understand it. Unless the fault line, like, if it would basically create, you know, a giant fucking canyon and water would flood it. Right, that's the only thing. That's what I was going to gonna go to. Like, then it would flood it. 
But even so, like, the ground that California sits on is still there. It's still there. It goes down. Right. It's not floating. Right, exactly. So how would it, like, break off into the ocean? That's not possible. Well, unless it did crack and it, the pressure from behind it was just great enough to, I don't know, break. Like, like, like when the piece of concrete pops off and... You yeah. got like, and it's like a, a like a wedge of right. I don't know, and it could like slide into the ocean, huh? I don't know either. But it, that's always like they say, "Oh, California's going to break off and fall in the ocean." It's like, but I don't even know how that would work. Anyway, California's like it's a pretty cool place to <laughs> to hang out, you know, for what it's worth. Pretty it, cool place. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool, cool place. place. All the kids there look like they're straight out of Stranger Things. Okay, like legit. surprising. It's it's like uh yeah they're just like they just look just like the movie like the big hair yeah like the the clothes they wear and the way they act and talk and walk they I swear to God they one cool thing they got out there is fucking awesome is that they got these little scooters like a uh not like a razor scooter style but the kind you sit on scooter <clears throat> it's like an e bike okay but it's built with fat tires. And it looks kind of like a little, you remember those old school dirt bikes, the little mini bikes with the fat tires they used to have? Yeah. It looks kind of like that, but it's it's electric. And these fucking kids fly. They go, like, they're all wearing helmets and shit, but they're just like, they, they're all over the whole fucking town. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Fucking things are everywhere. Huh. They're having so much fun. Kids out there, I will say this, they are outside all the time. I saw way more kids outside there than I generally do here. And they weren't on their phones. Like, it seemed like nobody was on their phones in California. It was so, like, odd. It really was. Like, we went to these coffee shops and restaurants, and even people sitting by themselves were not on their phones. Like, the phone was on the table. I noticed that. But, like, groups of people and stuff and, like, people on dates and stuff. Like, nowadays, you see a couple on a date. Half the time, they're looking at their phone. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's like I was really surprised. Like, hmm. they're just there's like a, a, a. I feel like there's more of a of a zest for life. Well, and maybe there. just the fact that you can be out and about, like you're not forced to be on your phone or technology. Like here, we're you know, I think when I grew up. Like, we had our little neighborhood, but I was out of town. So if I wanted to go into town and hang out with friends, I needed to ride from my parents. Sure. So it's either you hang out with the four people who are similar aged in your little subdivision area. Yeah. You get a ride into town or, you know, like modern day, I would jump on my phone or a video game or something to communicate that way. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So just in the, you know, we're just, and then the fact that you're, you know, uh, inside for half a year right yeah there's definitely more um there's more when you're outside and your desire to be outside you're gonna be around people more yeah yeah because there was like a lot i mean a lot of interaction from people there like for sure Gr- large groups of people hanging out kids hanging out um skateboarding and sun's a good thing man yeah i i really think that has a big part of it so so like you have so much opportunity living out there just to be outside and absorb vitamin D and just and, and be around people and, and hike and do all the things to move your body. I think it's just like a healthier, I don't know, I'm sure there are unhealthy aspects out there, but physical health out there, and it seems like even mental health, 
is better. Hmm. Like, I think people take better care of themselves out there. You know? Unless you're in the group that has to live on the street. Right. But even them, they choose it. There's so many people out there that want to live that life. There's a lot of people why out would there. That, why is that? Are there benefits to it? I Well, I mean, the benefits are you get to live in a place that's nice all the time. Yeah. You know, so you have that. Um, the social services out there are way better than they are in a lot of other states. So, so like... Um, I guess that, that that's the real question. Like, is there, like... Is there, you know, the social services? Is there, like funding like do you can you get any money to live is there food pantries or I think there's soup a lot kitchens of, all over the place where you're yeah food's not going to be an issue type thing i think there's there's that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh services like that for those food services and stuff i think they have medical services for people that are living on the street um and i think that like there's a lot of money out there and so i think a lot of people are out there because it's like panhandling is you can make money panhandling out there, mm-hmm. like for real. And like there were dudes at Gold's Gym that looked like they came off the street. Yeah. But at Gold's Gym, let's say your membership is, you know, if you live there, maybe it is $50 a month. But there's showers, there's lockers, sure, mirrors you can shave in, all that stuff. So it's like if you live in your van, you can go to Gold's every single day. You could take a shower and do everything you got to do and say you're paying 50 bucks a month and rents $2,500 a month yeah. for an apartment. It's just like, you know, they want to live in a place that is nice out where there's social services, but they can't afford to. Yeah. Well, and in that case, I mean, like you said, it's so nice out. You, you really have to live in the van minimally. Right. Right. I mean, I saw plenty of people out there that didn't look healthy. I mean, like like homeless people. Yeah. But, like, they don't. Even looking that they don't look unhealthy. Oh, I did see, like, I think there's a lot of tweakers out there. Sure. I think there is a lot of tweakers out there because I never saw more people in my life having conversations with themselves than out there. Like, it's like almost every single homeless person out there is, like, talking to themselves all oh. day. And that that was kind of odd. That part was, like, and, and granted, I'm not, like, around a lot of homeless people in Baraboo. You know, and so when I go to Madison, I don't pay attention that much if they're talking themselves. But when you drive down, like walking down, like they have a State Street there. Mm-hmm. It's like similar to State Street in Madison where you can walk down it. Um, no cars. Uh, and um, you see like a homeless person, like I was walking and there was this little alcove uh, of a of a like an old restaurant or something that is empty. And this woman's sitting there and she's, facing the inside of the alcove and she's having this full-on conversation just like you and I are talking right now animated hands are moving not like irate or anything just talking just chilling and chatting and I walk by and she's there's nobody there like nobody Does she have an earpiece in no 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 man like no she was like she was staring at a piece of plywood yeah talking just to somebody it was it it was odd. It was and there was a lot of that. A lot of people walking down the street. So you know what I'm saying, man? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. But there's no earpiece. There's like nothing. They're hmm. just talking. And it's like, hmm. Wonder what's that? Wonder what that's about. You know, is there something in the water? 
No, you don't drink the water out there. You don't drink the water. Mm-mm. No, unless you get that desalinator. Yeah, I don't even. Wow. Even then, you don't sit like you don't drink. The, like I remember, you got criticized for drinking the city water. Yeah, exactly. So maybe ocean because the ocean's dirty <clears throat> as fuck. Yeah, I know it's sad. Yeah, it's dirty. Oh, dude. So in between Santa Barbara and the Channel Islands, there's like eight oil rigs, right? Okay. And um, when we were on the on the boat, you could see like oil slicks in the water, and the and the captain was like, "Yeah, so we do have these naturally occurring fissures in the ocean floor that release natural gas and oil from time to time. It's very natural and all these things, but the oil rigs have spills too." So we're walking on this beach in this little town called Summerland. And when we walked down to the beach, I saw the sign that said, beware, if you see a spot of oil on the beach, leave it alone. You know, it's like, really? Like, there's that much oil? So we walked, and I took my shoes and socks off, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're walking on the beach. And we must have walked for a couple hundred yards before I saw this little tiny, I mean, we're talking less than the size of a dime of oil. And I was like, huh, that's it, huh? Like, okay, so it sucks that there's an oil globule of oil on the beach. And like, but I was expecting like like tar almost, right. you know? Um, so we got done walking down the beach and we're walking back up to the car and um I went to wipe my feet off and there's fucking gobs of oil on the bottom of my feet. Really? It was like under the sand almost. Yeah. And so I had these big black spots. I you like See, they got one in the oh, bottom of my yeah. shoe. And that my other shoe's worse. And it was like, it, and it was like thick and sticky on the bottom of my feet. And I didn't even, I didn't notice it until I started wiping my feet off. And then I had nothing to like take it off with. Right. Um, Dawn dish soap didn't work. Dawn did when I got back to the house, but we didn't have it at the car. You know, it was just, and it was just like, oh man, that fucking sucks. Hmm. Walk on the beach and your feet get like covered yeah. in oil. So is that the natural fissures or is that the leaks? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't spills. say. They didn't say. But I think it had more to do with the oil rigs than the natural fissures. Yeah. I think the natural fissures, the oil rig guys, the oil tycoons pay those whalers to tell the tourists that there's natural fissures in the channel. That's what I think. Because any way to cover up the fact that you're because you know, no no operation like that especially is going to be a hundred percent clean no there's no way you know it's like our cars aren't a hundred percent clean when you get the first big rain of the summer you can see all the oil all over the ground you know and so it's like you're gonna get spills and little little bits splashing off or whatever you know and you can see like there's big giant flames coming off the top to burn off the excess whatever they're drilling um and to think like there's eight of them big oil platforms Mm -hmm. out there it's, uh, um, you know, it's, I just, I was really surprised. I just did not expect there to be gobs of oil on the beaches. Yeah, right. You know. It's like they had an oil spill and instead of cleaning up, they just dump sand over it. No, I think it's like, I think it, it's like in the sand. Mm. You know, I think it's like, it's like works its way, like the waves come in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like all that. And it just kind of just settles almost. So that little dime sized shape I saw could have been the size of a, you know, like a hockey puck yeah. underneath there. And so it's, um, yeah, it was, re- I was really just dis- like, that was a, it's like, okay. So like you sun and sand and beach and all these things, but it's like, 
we're still fucking it up. Yeah. You know? How is synthetic motor oil made? That's it's rude. synthetic. Right. I don't, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know how synthetic motor oil is mm. made. Just curious. Yeah. I know it's a lot more expensive to get an oil change with that, but it lasts longer. Yeah, it's better, right? Right. Yeah, and and then synthetic, you pour it into the same drum when you change the oil as regular oil, so it's got to be, maybe it's just got additives. Yeah. Like synthetic, it's got some additives to it that's, like it's oil, but then they add some shit to it to mm. make it better. I mean, I guess, then the real, that just emphasizes the route to go to electric vehicles, because an electric car doesn't need oil, at least no, not like conventional motor oil. I'm sure you have to oil or lubricate you certain probably, moving parts. And yeah, some I'm capacity. sure there's like grease zerts. Yeah, or something. But it's all electric motors, so <clears throat> I don't know. That's what just brushless stuff. Yeah, it's brushless motors. Either you have two motors or four. Yeah. So I don't like, know. Like, is there any shaft in in a in an electric car motor no. that you have to grease? I, I can't imagine. Unless there's like a maybe a wheel bearing. Yeah, you grease the bearings or something. Yeah, maybe there's a wheel bearing that you have to grease. But if it's at the end of the, if the tire in the rim is bolted onto the end of the shaft and the shaft is driven by it's a brushless connect, motor, yeah. it's a direct line. I can't imagine that there even would be a wheel bearing. Hmm. So I don't there's know. There's suspension parts, though. Those have to move, right? I don't know right. if those are greased. Are I those usually greased? Like I don't a think knuckle? So. Well, I don't think there's. I, is it just like shocks and struts? Yeah, but typically there's like, you know, I'm doing like a knee right, shape, but, like a knuckle that... But isn't that because on conventional vehicles it's attached to a static axle? Maybe. So... Yeah, if the, the whole motor just goes up and down. Right, yeah. If, well, the, even just the end of the motor goes right. up and down and it's got a pivot point. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I would just think anything that pivots they would want to lubricate somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Huh. My friend Elise and Peter have a Tesla, and and uh, Elise and I took a trip up to the Santa Inez Valley, did some wineries and shit. That was pretty cool. Um, there's a, um, a lot of really cool towns up in the valley that's like, it's super green up there because when it rains, all the water goes down there, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so, uh, and the temperature's nice, you know, down in there, so it, it like it creates a, like a, I think um, when you get that hotter temperature mixed with all the green, you create like a little ecosystem where you get rain and you get moisture. Oh, sure. Retention. Um, so there's a lot of wineries out there that were pretty cool. There's a, there's a couple uh, wine movies out there. One's called Sideways. One called it's called Bottle Shock. And they're filmed in that area, which was kind of neat. We went to a couple places that were they would film that. Um, uh, there's a little town called Solvang, um, and it's like a, a – um, what they call it a Dutch community? Is Dutch is that Dan Danish? I believe so. Okay, so it, they said they like they got it's a whole community full of Dutch farmhouses. They said they just came right out of a Danish community, hmm. but it's bullshit. Oh, it's fucking bullshit. Lies. It's lies. It's fake. It's all fake. It's like Hollywood. I was kind of pissed. I was like really expecting like when we we looked it up on the map and saw the pictures and everything I was really expecting it to feel like you're going to see like real Dutch architecture but it's not it's it's American stick built architecture with with like facade oh you know it's like uh 
you know, like when you look at like Tudor style houses, they got the white panels with the wood, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even like beams. It's not wood. It's like, it's, it's like plastic almost. Oh, like a PVC kind of. Yeah. It's, and, it, and it's painted and it looks like wood from, you know, from a little far away. You can just like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's so cute. That's fuck is annoying as hell. Mm. I did. There, there was a lot of old white people there and I think they really loved it. You know, because it's like they can they can look at it and it can look like it would be, but they don't have to be uncomfortable. Like there's no bugs, there's no dust, oh. you know, all that shit. It's pretty. It's all painted perfect all the time. You know, it's it's so it's like it was. I was we were there for like an hour and I'm like let's get the fuck out of here. Like this town bothers me. But then let's go drive around in your Tesla. Yeah. Well, I know Stephanie and I went solving, but when Elise and I were driving around, we skipped that town altogether. Um, one of the things. But the Teslas, though, that was really fucking cool, is is it cool and and, and not. But I, have you ever driven or ridden in Teslas? Nope. So this is the first time I've ever ridden in a Tesla, and their whole infotainment screen is huge. Yeah, it's like a laptop, um, but it gives you your battery percentages, and so all the navigations <clears> in there, right? So you type in where you want to go, and it'll tell you exactly how much battery you're going to use to get from here to there, and it's like. So, um, and then it'll tell you where all the charging stations are in that area. So it'll say you're going to need 28% battery if you drive from here to here to here and then still get back to a charging station. And so, um, through that process, we went to a a few towns and then she's like, oh, I'm at 8% battery. It's like, okay, so we got to charge before we can drive back to Santa Barbara. So we pull into this charging station and it's full. There's like eight Tesla superchargers there, and it's full. And I'm like, well, this sucks. How long are we going to be here? She's like, oh, won't be very long because they're only limited to stay there for, for a certain amount of time. Oh, each charging station has like a limit? Yeah. Like, A, you're, you can't charge your car more than 80%, and B, there's a time limit. You can't be there for longer than a specific amount of time. So it was like five minutes, and someone pulled out, and we pulled in. And it's just like charging your phone, man. Yeah. Plugged in the car. You could watch your meter go up, and then – as she was going through the navigation screen, she's like, okay, so we need to be at 26% in order for me to drive back to Santa Barbara and then get to the next charging station. So she got the 28% or 30% down the road we went. And it was just... How long did that take? It was like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay. So not bad. And it cost five bucks. Yeah. So she got a quarter tank or a third of a tank for five bucks. And down the road, and she said that's the most expensive style of charging there is, is those superchargers. So because they're quick, yeah, because they're fast. Um, which I I don't know what the electrical infrastructure <coughs> is on one of those things. See, I feel like I think those are the, the ones that run off a two twenty or two forty. They have to be. Yeah, they have to be because the one ten. There's there's phase one, phase two, and phase three charging stations, yeah. and those are phase one. The phase two is a little bit slower, and phase three is the slowest. It's like a one ten, but oh, like, like the it goes reverse like that. Like huh? a phase three is slow, not a phase three is fast. I think it's so. Okay. I think it's maybe it's called stage one, stage two, stage okay. three charging stations, whatever it is. But they but also they're super cheap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like the 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 one ten ones, you can plug it in somewhere. It'll take you like. A whole fucking day, maybe two, to get a full charge off of a 110. But it only costs you a couple dollars. Yeah. You know, so it's super cheap. So I don't know. I was thinking about that with, like, the shop I'm building. It's just, like, 
how many new buildings are going up now where at some point there's going to be like a, everybody's just going to have it wired to have an electric car charger. Cause yep. that's the next thing. Yep. You know, it's happening. You know, what they say Chevy is looking at 2040 is their goal to only produce electric cars. Oh really? I think it's 2040. Yeah. So Ford's already on the way there too. It's, yeah, it's happening. It is. It is. I don't know how long it'll be before I get an electric car though. Well, I mean, your option right now would just be what the Ford Lightning. I think so for a truck. Well, Chevy's got one. Chevy's got a full, fully electric, full size truck. Has that come out yet? Yeah, I think so. I think it has. And then, yeah, obviously Tesla's truck isn't out yet. The yeah. Riv- Rivian truck isn't out yet. I thought that dropped. Dropped. You mean like came like out. what the Rivian truck did? Yeah, maybe well, not. I didn't know that. Maybe it's still pre-order. That. Maybe it's just the reviewers have got them. Mm. I've seen a couple of videos on them. They look pretty cool. They, they're it's a sharp looking truck. I'd yeah. say out of the, um, the futuristic looking electric trucks, I like that better than I like the Tesla. The way it looks, I like it. Uh, I just like how they did the, um, like that pass through compartment and stuff like that. I don't know. I haven't I haven't dug that deep into it. What's oh, it behind the the second door, like underneath the passenger seat, or behind the passenger seat before you get to bed, they have like a little pass through, where. It, I don't know how many cubic feet it is, but on both sides you can release this thing that can also be a seat or you can put out like a camp stove in it and it can be really? built in so you can, but otherwise like stock, it's just a straight pass through. So you can put skis in there and That's anything you want to lock up. But yeah, they make like a, they make a, a grill that slides in there and fits. Mm. So it takes up half it. So you literally just pull it out and you got your grill station with a little side table. Yeah, I mean, there's... See, but that's... It, the Rivian's really built for, like, the camping adventure. That's probably why I like the way it yeah. looks. The Ford's built for a work truck, as a work truck. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ford's just built on a standard F-150 yeah. model. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you can use it for whatever, you know, but it doesn't have the frills. Right. You know, but yeah, that is a creating a niche market for a truck to be, like, a camping truck. You're kind of limiting yourself. Yeah. You know? It's like... But they're also really fucking expensive. I don't know what the Cybertruck's supposed to come out at. I thought the Cybertruck was only going to be like 40 grand. Okay, yeah, because the base Ford is like 35 or 36. Yeah. So that Rivian, I think, base is like 70. Really? Yeah. So it's like a a Denali. Yeah. Something like that. It's a premium vehicle. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, right now, unfortunately, with it, you're buying a brand that nobody fucking knows. It's right. like if you bought a Tesla when Tesla first came out, there's going to be a lot of like unknowns. Yeah. Right now, I'd be totally comfortable having a Tesla. So I, I suppose like the, the whole mechanic, the current model of a mechanic is going to go completely out the fucking window. I think, yeah, and I think it already is really close to. I've spoken to a couple who have been like, "It's we're just part replacers. We don't fix anything anymore. We replace parts. Right. And but it's going to be like computer programming. Yeah, I mean, with an electric vehicle, you're going to, you're just going to replace parts. So we're going to swap out your front driver's side motor. Right. We're going to swap out this battery pack. We're going to... I bet you it'll be the same thing with body shops, too. Yeah, we're going to replace this head unit. A panel. Yep. Well, I guess this panel coming. Yeah, and the, the paint will match or whatever, yep. and it'll just be you're just going to replace panels. Yeah. So 
when it comes to like gearheads and the equipment that auto body shops use now, it's like there's got to be a point where they got to just feel like reinvesting into equipment to fix older cars is going to be kind of futile. Yeah. There's going to be a fine. That's got to be tricky. You know, it's like you kind of want to invest in the technology because you know it's coming, but there's still enough of the old cars on the road. Right. I mean, the majority of cars on the road are still, right. you know, fossil fuel burning engines, you know. But if they're saying by 2040, Chevy doesn't want to build any more combustion engine vehicles. Yeah, but that means realistically, what, 2050, 2055, 10, 15 years, you still get your 2039 model combustion engine out there. Right. Oh, they'll, uh, yeah, and, and they'll probably be out there, you know, depending on, like, the technology. There's, you're still going to get two, three, four hundred thousand miles yeah. out, of a, out of a vehicle. So they'll, they're going to be around, but just the, like, how many mechanic shops, like, which ones are going to be the ones that are going to hold on to the old way to work on right. cars. And those guys are going to be fucking expensive. For sure. You know, it's like the people that are going to hold on to that process that can do it well enough are going to be really, really expensive. The yeah. world's changing, man. Well, it already has. We've already been in, we're already in such a mode of just throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at a, a pretty big market. I mean, everyone fucking has a car. Yeah. I mean, and not everyone. I know not everyone has a car, but. The majority of people have a vehicle. Oh yeah, and if you and it's already gone into a use it and throw it away model. But if you make that even more so, because you can't fix that shit, it's just simply not worth it. Right. So it's kind of like with the whole salinization of the ocean water. It's like at some point, it's gonna like our resources are gonna get so depleted that all the shit that we're gonna be throwing away recycling it's going to be more valuable than throwing away right you know so all those levels of like where we are now where it's cheaper to throw it away so we do there's going to be someone that's going to see the the tipping point and say okay we're going to start recycling this so like old vehicles there's going to be junkyards and junkyards full of old vehicles that they're going to fucking pull them apart and melt Mm -hmm. them down and use the materials in those to build the new shit right you know but uh yeah like Maybe that's what happens in 2040 or 2060 or whatever it is to this to this human race. We just fucking, we get into such a throw-it-away society, we, start, we throw so much shit away that we get inundated with stuff that we can't recover from it. Maybe. Like, it's, it's irreparable. You know? You're going negative, man. Come on, let's stay the positive. No, no, I'm, I'm all about positivity, bro. I'm happy right now. Do they have any... Uh what they're missing in the all-electric vehicle category is, like, a three-row SUV. Like the family hauler. I don't know if there are any. I think there's huh. some hybrids, like vans. I know there's hybrid vans. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm wondering if that's next. It kind of has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at my family. It's like, we could we could hypothetically get away with two rows. But we like to take our dog everywhere. Well, yeah, and you like the storage in the back, and, and we like yeah, and so we need something. So, what do you think's the 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 hold up on it right now for making those electric vehicles that are that are like minivans? You know, why is it is it the demographic, the people that can afford them? Like most people that drive minivans are, you know, they're not 
like they're in child rearing times and so right. they don't have shit loads of money to burn on an expensive electric vehicle or maybe but i think we're just diving into the like with the ford the ford truck the chevy truck like we're just getting into like utility vehicles i feel like mm. electric vehicles for a long time like the first ones were tiny yeah sports cars almost yeah like or, or like little smart cars yeah like bmw had that one that was like two doors mm-hmm. well have you seen the tesla the roadster like one of the not original? the original no yeah it's fucking small but it was like it looks like a sports car yeah i mean so you look at like the classic stereotype of an electric vehicle or a hybrid even was a fucking like prius yep you know what i mean it was unassuming it was it was just blah but it was functional and and tesla to tesla's well functional to get from point a to b right yeah that's what i mean like it, it was utilitarian utilita- it, it wasn't or it was not utilitarian in the, it, i'm saying blah like it didn't have style it was just like right fucking half hatch thing and tesla i know they're they have different like their model y and their model x but they're kind of the same they're thing all pretty much the same there's just the one that's a little bit taller yeah you know but it's still a car. It's a tall car. It's not yeah. an SUV. It doesn't have a... It's a sedan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different shaped sedan. Right. Yeah. And so really with, you know, the announcement of the Cybertruck, even though it hasn't come to market with Rivian's thing, with with the trucks, we're getting into more like useful things for people who need it beyond just two adults. Right. Yeah. And honestly, it's like if you... If a company could figure out a way to... I mean... It's the same platform. It's the yeah. same motors. It's just a different body style, you know. Yeah. If they can get that market and make it a reasonable price. See, and I'm wondering if that's the problem because those things weigh more. Like, if you look at a Tesla that actually has larger motors on it, mm-hmm. I mean, they get fucking expensive. Yeah. What it what? I think like, the base model Tesla now is is like getting close to fifty thousand. Yeah. And if you get one with a larger engine, you're at 70, 80. Yep. I think they have Teslas that are 120,000. Mm-hmm. And so, and maybe, and, you know, I don't know how Ford's doing it. I have no idea how Ford is doing it for that truck. Because those those engines have to be. Well, the beautiful thing that Ford has is that they've got all of the components for the truck already built. Right. The body, other than, like, the drivetrain, it's all done. Yeah. You know, so their systems are in place. So they're, all they've got to do is swap out the parts that are where the electric motors go and the battery. Right. So I think that's how they're keeping it reasonable. So maybe, you know, if someone has a three-row SUV, they'll be able to do that pretty cheaply. But, well, but if you take a time, Tesla, yeah. once the Tesla... But maybe Tesla's built on so much performance. They're like, well, if we add a third row, if this is a minivan... We can't go to zero to 16 four seconds. It's going to be tailored down to six. Right. Well, it, it's going to take, honestly, it's going to take Elon Musk giving a fuck about minivans. True. He doesn't care. Right. He's not interested. And so it's like he wants performance. He wants, like, all these different things. But, I mean, a minivan is, like, if you took a minivan and you put it on the chassis of a car that could do 100 miles an hour, now the minivan does 80 because it's heavier and bigger and there's less aerodynamics. I don't think anyone cares. No one cares. Nobody does. If you're driving a minivan, you're not driving the minivan to go zero to 60 in three seconds. That's what I'm saying. So so the lack of performance 
versus having an all electric minivan. Right. I think would be total. I mean, think about all the devices and shit that people run in their minivans yeah. for their kids. I mean, that would be amazing. And on top of it, think about how much storage room you have in a minivan without with a with a trunk and a frunk. Yeah. And and like lack of all the extra components and shit inside the car, the the floor space, you could like you could do a lot with that. You know. What is uh What are Tesla's safety ratings? Do you know? I think they're pretty high. Are they? Maybe so. that's the other concern is just they haven't been able to hit top safety marks. Well, and and that's like how many auto manufacturers are there out there and how many plants are there out there versus how many Tesla plants there are. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think Toyota will end up doing it. They well, have sure. they have the hybrid already. I think Toyota's gonna be you know, they're they've always not always, but ever since they came into the American market, they've been a leader yeah. in, in innovation and in, uh um longevity and vehicles and quality you know so it's like they're gonna they're gonna do it for sure there's not that many uh fucking minivan manufacturers anymore though well there's that's not a mark everyone moved to suvs yeah and it's and it's like there's just the big ones yeah there's toyota honda yep dodge yep um well dodge chrysler yeah dodge chrysler um i think kia Kia makes minivans? Mm-hmm. Kia? Who else? That's it. No. Maybe Hyundai. Doesn't Nissan make minivans? No. Nope. No? Oh, shit. So, the yeah, there's like maybe four. I think there's four. Yeah. So, you got four minivan manufacturers out there. Um, Now, Ford makes the Sprinter vans now. Yeah, they won't make a passenger van. Well... That's not true. They make the they make the, like the big passenger vans. Yeah, they make like a, a yeah, twelve make, person. Yeah, they don't make minivans. Yeah, they won't. Make so a yeah, um, and I get why. I mean, again, the market went to SUVs, and yeah. I think you know if if given the choice, like our family who has a minivan, it's really nice right now with the boys' age. Mm-hmm. But fuck, give it three years when they can crawl up into a seat themselves. Mm-hmm. We would probably lean towards an SUV. Well, it's all affordability. The instant you switch to an SUV, you're losing gas mileage. Yeah. You know, you're losing a significant amount of gas mileage. You know, and so it's just like you got to decide what you want out, what you're doing with your minivan. Yeah. If you're traveling from here to see folks and this and that, and you're doing highway miles, a lot of people switch to SUVs, but it's just way more expensive yeah. to operate. I guess if it, I mean, if it was an all-electric minivan and it was an all-wheel drive option, because they have, they have chips, you know, it can be all-wheel drive, but oh, it can yeah. run off a of front-wheel drive for 90% of the time unless it needs yep. it. Unless you just you just hit a button or or it senses yeah. the slipping in the road. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest struggle right now with the minivan. And I know minivans plow through snow usually, but mm-hmm. even so, I think it's the all-wheel drive stuff. Yeah, I had a minivan for a little while until I totaled it. Not a, Not fun. No. I had my little baby son with me. Oh, it's kind of scary, man. It's kind of scary. I, I like... Four wheel drive, yeah. So I I'm one that's going to be sacrificing gas mileage to have Same. a four wheel drive, um, but I think a lot of people would they don't care. Yeah, I know. Well, we're in. Yeah, I think you probably have half the market who doesn't give a shit because they don't need it. Yeah, it's not necessary. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is uh odd fucking conversation we've had today. Yeah, but we've been all over. A lot of meandering. Hey, we're a meandering group. We are a meandering group. 
But that's all right, bro. Yeah, it is all right. I think it's 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 nine forty six in the a.m. Yeah, brother. I think uh, I'm about due for another trip to the old Lou. Trip to Lou, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy. Uh, yeah, let's do that. So. Let's do that. Uh, happy to be back. Happy to see you. Glad you're back, we my got, friend. We. <sighs> to be fair, we hung out a couple to, times. To be fair. To, to all the listeners that were just dying to hear what we were going to talk about because we hadn't talked in so long. We spent like five hours or some shit bullshitting the other night. <laughs> I think there's some... Okay, what was the what was the scotch? I'm trying to take notes. Oh. What was... It was the... That was a Glendronic 21. Okay, it was a 21. Got it. 21-year-old Glendronic. Yeah, $20 a pour. Yeah, I know. My cost. Thanks. Dude, I'm glad you had it. I am because it's like... Now you know what the good shit tastes like. So when you start drinking shitty scotch, you're like, oh, man, I need that Glendronic 21. And you just got to save your pennies. Yes. When I got home and it was that late, Sam's like, what'd you guys talk about? I'm like, yeah, you know, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Five hours later, it's just like, you know, just dude stuff. Meat. Well, we got to hang out before you left. Yeah, I know. Had a little fire. Bill yeah. didn't show up. Yeah. Anyways, so, so yeah, we, in, in fairness, we've, Caught up twice we since have. last time we We've podcasted. Caught up twice. So. Um, yeah, and and it's like I'm not I'm not the kind like I don't save stuff. No man, I just I just don't. There was some shit I listened to a podcast the other day that was like on a little deeper, more spiritual level. I thought was pretty cool um, that we could talk about, but um, I'm gonna have to like got to listen to it again, or it's a little more fresh in the memory. But it, it's like. At some point, these should actually take some planning, but we ain't got time for that. No, so. no, no, no. Anywho. Yeah. Anyhow. Thanks for anyways. tuning in, everyone. Yeah, thanks for showing up, Kyle. Thanks for being here. Thanks for doing all you do. Um, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Until next time, much love. See you, everybody.